Greetings, and welcome to another episode of Duck Duck Dice, where we play Dungeons and Dragons in a basement and put it on the internet. My name is Sam. I'm the dungeon master for this game, which takes place... I turned off the sound. <laughs> the land known as Amber Rush. We thank you all for joining us tonight uh, for this holiday-themed episode of Duck Duck Dice. Vaguely. Vaguely. There's Vaguely. lights. There's a tree on my shirt. So I almost wore that shirt. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> this is the only time I've ever worn it. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I believe I got this shirt as a Christmas present. Or okay. a birthday present. That counts. Oh, I'm wearing a Christmas present, so that counts too. My shirt's red. <laughs> <laughs> We're so festive. I got a green hat on. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Together yeah. you Christian make one Kringle Christmas. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's really in the spirit. Um, Duck Duck Dice is a party file games production where we post uh, fresh gaming content every single week. Uh, we have Duck Duck Dice on Mondays uh, and we rotate with Tabletop Turkey where we play a variety of different board games uh, on the every other Monday and then on Tuesdays are the Game Goose podcast where Clinton and Dan and Neil talk about video games. It's true, we do do that. At you least do? once. Mm-hmm. You've done Are you it doing it this week? Time. No, we're not doing it this week. And probably not next week, but I'm not positive about that. So sometime in 2020. Yeah, we're going to start a new year, get our resolutions going, and uh, figure out what's going on. We might surprise people with some content, though, if, if things work yeah, out. If, if we get time. Or might whatever. be a, a late Christmas present. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Christmas presents, <laughs> I bought you all presents. What? <gasps> <gasps> Yay! Are I you, know what it is. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh god! I almost did this! <laughs> nice. <gasps> Guys, we could have all inundated ourselves with these. Guys, are, it's, it's not Christmas yet. You're not allowed to open your brain. They are duck dice. You told me to buy these. That's awesome. You told me to buy these. I love these how mine cool. looks. Or it, the face of mine in the uh. Oh, it's mine screaming. These are cool. I can never use this. Well, thanks, Colin. Uh, <laughs> I just rolled like everything under five three times in a cool, row. Uh, these are lucky, lucky duck twenty. You know what? By the evergreen burrow. The evergreen burrow. These are awesome. Yes, they are. Gonna thanks, have Glenn. to. Yeah. Thanks, you know friend. In the name of Browning, this will be all my skill Ooh, tonight. Ooh, just rolled a natural twenty. And yeah. I have one for Shyla as well. Thank you. Um, we'll just yes. That over Folks there will notice Shyla. that Shyla is not here with us today. She is ill. Sadly, we wish her all the best, and the best to all of you during this holiday season. Safe travels, enjoy time with friends and family, all that good stuff. Right, guys? Yep. Yep. All the good stuff. All the good things. Mm -hmm. All the good things. The duck butt is literally underneath the Uh, plane. And one bad thing to keep it all in perspective. What's the one bad thing? I don't know, just one bad thing to keep every all the good stuff in perspective. Ice is dangerous. Yeah, don't fall. Don't fall. I think I'm the only person who cares about this particular milestone, but I would just also like to let everybody know that we are three followers away from 69 followers, <laughs> and that would be pretty nice. Yes, so I just wanted to make that little announcement in case anybody feels <coughs> up in that number. Yes. So no particular milestone. It's a personal milestone. <laughs> It's Maybe a yuck yuck ha ha kind of milestone, you know. Nice. All right, shall we begin? Who's ready for some Dungeons and Dragons? Dungeons and Dragons Who's activate. Ah. We haven't even had a dungeon or a dragon. Ductron. We technically had a dungeon. 
So, we talked a lot about dragons last week. There was some Yeah, I got some notes about dragons. Yes. So, when we last left our heroes, they had just arrived at the outskirts of Horn Rock, the capital of the Halcyon Plateau. Their arrival at the outskirts of the city uh, ends on a fourth day of travel through the plateau, um, most of which was relatively smooth sailing. Um, the day after they left the tiny town of Kavorka. Um, scooch this way. Me? Yeah. I can't scooch that that way. There you go. After leaving the village of Kavorka uh, on their first day, they were uh, harrowed by a group of raptors. Uh, who the group summer summer they killed them all. <laughs> I don't know what word was coming out there. Summerly. Some some summer rare summer summerly. Sure. Summerly. Yeah. Salmonella. Summerly. After waylaying the raptor ambush, they continued on to deliver one jug of oil to the very small village of Dagger Bluff seated at the top of a large cliff face above the sharp wind waters. Um, this is where Lex's home was previously, and the group learned of the unfortunate incident that led to his uh, speedy exile from the town. However, some of the group were able to aid Lex's previous adopted family. Um, and delivering a message of love back to Lex from the family. My two dads met each other, but I wasn't in the room. Yes. So there you all are, about midday or so, standing on top of a large incline that begins to slope downward um, across this canyon that leads to the city of Horn Rock, which is sort of tucked into different layers, levels, like steps, of the mountain on the opposite side of the canyon. You all make your way down, I assume? I mean, um, the wagon goes, right? Yeah, the wagon can go down, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, just keep riding. It's bigger than I thought it was. The, you can see in the distance that it looks like the city is built into three distinct levels. Uh, the first level, all of which looks fairly densely um, populated with buildings, and you can see some commotion, um, movement of people uh, across the way. The lower level is connected to the rest of the canyon and the road that you're on by <coughs> two massive bridges. Uh, on the north and south ends of the city. Uh, they're made of this white, semi-translucent stone, uh, which almost seems to glow in the sunlight. Um, the north bridge, the way that the road would take you down to now, looks clear. Um, the southern bridge, which seems to connect through a road that runs through the rest of the city and south, um, is filled with what looks like some sort of caravan staging location with tents and wagons and people milling about. Uh, in the bright sunlight, there's still a bit of a haze that seems to almost f kind of hang over 
corn rock, like a, a sooty smoke. And Marcus says, there it is, corn rock. <laughs> so, uh, do you know what we're supposed to do with all these uh, jugs? You know that you are taking them to Yonder's Outfitters and Trade Goods. So um, does he know where that is? I do know where that is. Uh, <laughs> that is uh, in the Forge Ward of the city, on the second tier of the steps to the north. Do we see any other um, traders of any sort that come filtering in through the top here? Maybe they're all dropping off stuff to Hornrock too? Uh, it looks like that there's quite a bit of commotion on that southern bridge. Um, you don't see any other... The, the road basically comes up south, goes across that southern bridge, cuts through the lower part of Horn Rock, and then back up a hill to... I thought something was happening. Yeah. What's, is everybody poisoned? <laughs> I haven't coughed once. I don't know what to say. I guys. guess I was kind of coughing at the beginning. I'm wondering... What's so that compared? <laughs> um, but the road snakes up from the south, cuts through the lower part of, Horn, part of Horn Rock, and then continues on that northern bridge up the slope, um, forming basically the main road that runs through the Halcyon Plateau between Kavorka, Dagger Bluff, and Horn Rock. I just tried to breathe in my water. All that <laughs> happened to me. <clears throat> I think I heard a door close. Yeah, I think guys coming back. We good? <laughs> I just almost died, it's fine. Get some water. Oxygen was way more important. Yeah, We're not gonna get much of that in this room. <sighs> yeah. Did you drink wrong or? No good. Um, so we got uh, Horn Rock and uh, yeah, that's about it. We need to go top. to the second tier to the Forge Ward to drop off the oil. To Yonders Outfitters. Yonders. 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 yonders yonder. Can we, uh, yonders, yonders over yonder. yonder? Yeah. What's that? Can we drop you off on the way, or? Well, you'll need to take the cart. If you just drop me off on the main road once you reach the, the second level, and then I'll make my way up to the palace grounds and the garrison on my own from there. Well, we have trouble getting to town at all, or? You, you shouldn't. There's there's a, a checkpoint at the the base of the bridge, but if I'm with you and you're delivering oil that comes here on a regular basis, shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, we got our ticket in. Well, I just get nervous, you know. No. Are you sure you're fine to be heading off on your own once you get back in, or do you need oh, to stick I'll, with you? I'll, I'll be. I'll I'll be fine. Thank you. All right. But I wouldn't. Again, um, you know, I don't know what the mine master is up to, but. I will make sure that a message gets to him about your your deeds. We appreciate that. And down the hill you go. You come to the bottom of the slope, and again, now you're kind of at the bottom of this large canyon that runs um, north-south, but is horizontal in front of you. At the bottom of that is another deeper gorge, um, sort of um, more of a sliver that kind of cuts at the bottom of the canyon, and that is where the two bridges hang over. Um, as you cross across the bridge, uh, 
the sun seems to almost radiate from this bridge that's built of this um, sort of milky, translucent white stone. Um, and there are two towers at the end of the bridge, um, maybe about 15, 20 feet tall. And you can see a handful of guards, about two, um, standing outside, sort of waiting for you. When you say like translucent, are we talking like think body of like, glass or? Think of like, um, like quartz? Yeah, like a really like illuminated quartz. Um, it's definitely sort of a stark picture amongst the like brown and red dirt and clay of the rest of the surroundings. Imagine Lesh is looking at this person like, uh, <laughs> He sees people going across, but it's also one of those right. <laughs> the Marcus stops the cart and approaches the two guards as you uh, get closer to the towers. Um, and they chat, shake hands, um, and they walk back to, one of them walks back to the cart with Marcus. He says, Hello everyone, welcome to Hornrock. Here you got this guy out of a jam, as he uh, slaps Marcus on the back. Yeah, he was a... Well, he was hanging from some trees. It wasn't pretty. We got some stories later though, if you want them. I'm, I'm sure you will, and I would, I would, I'd like to hear them from Marcus as well, but... You are obviously welcome in Hornrock. Mind your P's and Q's while you're here, but we do uh, always welcome good people into town. Um, however, we do have a bit of a problem, and he hands whoever's on the cart. I'm gonna roll D4, see who gets it. Okay. Um, Kaya, he hands you a wanted poster. Um, and pictured on it is a um, <laughs> is a uh, old old dwarf with a um, scraggly unkept beard wild hair uh, that's somewhat balding in the center and he's got this crazed smile and it looks like his teeth have been filed down to form um, sharp fangs God says that's uh Grizzle the Fury, a wanted murderer and um, general source of dangerous mayhem about town. He, Grizzle uh, the what? The Fury. Is it Grizzle or Grizzles? Grizzle. Okay. Grizzle sounds like an adorable puppy. He looks unpleasant. Is anything adorable is the last word that you described as man. He's killed numerous people, just wreaked havoc on the town. He escaped from our jail about five days ago. And is still on the land somewhere in the city, from what we know. He's still in town. That's what we believe. So, keep an eye out. There is a reward. 500 gold pieces if you can bring him in alive. 250 gold if he is dead. Anything what all we know, should know about this man? He's just a, a dangerous criminal. A lunatic. What, what had he done to be in prison the first time? He was a murderer. Kills oh. for sport. Sorry, his I was own, looking at the wild eyes. His own warped sense of enjoyment, I suppose. Yes, I don't understand why, what makes him so particularly dangerous compared to anyone else. He's cunning, crafty, He's got fighter. So, He's biting. keep your wits about you and uh, report anything you see. Where should we report if we find anything? 
flag down one of the guards, or you can report it to the the garrison up at the uh, the third level of the city. Pretty sure if you just yell really loudly, people will show up. Hey, ally, should we be reporting that people here can do magic? No, I think that's I think that's fine. Okay, just want to make sure. I've seen a lot of people do magic. I don't think. What? <laughs> the guard salutes you all and goes back to his post. Yeah. All right. Hey, Marcus. Yeah. The the bridge. Yeah. I've, I've never seen anything like that before. It doesn't look like anything else in town. It's uh, it was the bridges that were originally built for uh access to the city. They're thousands of years old. Is it is it older than the rest of the city now, then? It just doesn't seem to match. I suppose fine door and craftsmanship can be attributed to its luster, even after all these ages. Well, it's beautiful. It is. It's a welcome sight after a uh, long time out there in uh, desolate, dry, and mute sort of place at the plateau. So, as you all enter into Porn Rock, um, you can see that the, again, the city is sort of built with on almost three tiers, like long steps that sort of um, butt up, up to the base of the mountains. Uh, behind them. Most of the buildings look to be single-story uh, with wooden roofs, but one of the things that you notice is that while they all appear to be made of the same sort of white stone, most of them have been elaborately dyed or colored in some way. So there are these vibrant yellows and greens and blues and reds um, sort of interspersed with some of the more um, earth tones of the stone and the earth of which these are made. You could see a little bit of this as you approach, but as you enter, there is a thick haze of smoke that sort of hangs in the air um, along the stone uh, constructed streets. There are these uh, Brazers, uh, iron brazers that seem to be filled with some sort of black gunk that is lit ablaze and it casts light throughout the uh, city, which is somewhat sh shrouded in some shadow because of the high mountains um, to the back of it. And the city, on the three steps, the town seems to be sort of divided along a main road that runs up and flanking the sides of that are almost marble-like um, chutes where water flows down the hill encompassing the main road of the city down and into the uh, gulch below. And you can see people uh, milling about those water sources gathering in buckets or washing their hands. Um, and the town itself seems to be almost plotted out along mine tracks that almost make up a de facto hmm. road or pathway, kind of carving in between 
some of the buildings um, and the roads running alongside or directly with it. Um, the town at this hour is bustling with activity. Along some of the mine tracks there are large carts filled with ore being pushed up and down the hill. Um, miners with their pickaxes, shovels, and other gear uh, move about in groups of five to six, um, covered in soot and dirt, dwarves and humans mostly. Um, and sort of the, some of the commerce and the housing seems to almost be intermixed, but you come in on the first level of the town and further away you can hear on that level what sounds like a mine operation. You can hear rocks being smashed and the general kind of toil of labor. But the neighborhood that you pass by initially seems almost void of life as you kind of pass near it. There are boarded up buildings and the colors on these buildings almost seem to be a bit more faded than some of the others you can see in the distance. Um, and the types that you see hanging around appear to be shrouded or hiding themselves from really the rest of the world. Um, it doesn't look like a uh, joyous or active sort of neighborhood that you pass by initially. Hey, um, Marcus, what, what's the story here? Well, we, uh, what do we call that? We call that the, the we just call it the, the vacant era, area, the vacancy. Um, it's essentially a neighborhood that used to be filled with people, but no longer is. Sort of um, a crisis of the population exodus that Ornrock has seen over the last few generations. As the mines have begun to dry up, so has the opportunity for people. And you'll find a lot of abandoned homes and neighborhoods within Hornrock um, that used to be once filled with mining families or merchants who have since moved on to greener pastures. Um, I would advise not going in there. I told you how we were short on manpower and um, <coughs> We just don't have the, the people to go in there to try to clean the place up, so just be cautious around that area. What is there to clean? Grizzle. People. People like him. People like Grizzle the Fury. Yeah, they take soap and some water and they go in there and cut their hair. Marcus, I don't know I if That's why he's so angry. <laughs> know the answer to this or not, but about how many people live in Hornrock? The last I knew was probably maybe around 5,000 or so. But at one time this place probably had four or five times that number. And, um, and you can see, kind of looking around, it's a pretty sort of densely packed city, and it, but it looks like it would take you probably maybe three hours or so to walk, because it's like uphill somewhat, um, to go from the base of the city where you're at, where the north bridge sort of connects um, 
to reach the very top. Most of the good folks have moved north into the the hearth block and the forge warden. How much longer until forge warden? Well, on the cart here we'll be there uh, in the hour. Maybe three hours is a bit. That's a, that's a bit long. I would probably say it would probably take you about an hour to traverse up the hill through the hustle and bustle of everything and yeah because that would be about yeah that makes sense is there anything else we notice moving through the vacancy so you're kind of going along the edge of what the vacancy would be between the neighborhood itself and the main road uh to the what would it be yeah like what would that be to the <coughs> east uh is the neighborhood, and then to the west is the gulch itself. And this is sort of on, uh, the road runs between those two areas. So it's sort of to your left as you move through the city. Um, there are hangabout kind of people, people hiding in, uh, or slouched over in doorways, or whispering in alleys uh, as you sort of pass by. There, it seems to be void of a lot of the other activity that you can see further up into the city and even on the same level near where the mines are. Um, there's just not the type of activity. Just kind of a abandoned neighborhood almost. Uh, you head further up. Um, again, following up a main road that has several mine track carts running across it, and some of which look to be like old and almost half buried um, in the dirt, no longer in use from whatever mine they ran from. Uh, the two sort of large, almost like open air aqueducts kind of built into the ground with the water flowing down, um, flanking your sides. Uh, you see that there are sort of small bridges, footpaths built over those uh, water chutes in various areas for people to cross over, uh, one of which is wider and you reach it as you go to the second tier of the city, which is by far the busiest section. Um, but the thing that catches your eye when you really get to the top is something that um, you haven't quite noticed the full detail of because of the black haze hanging in the air. But in the center, between the two neighborhoods, the Forge Ward and the Hearth Block. Um, there is a 30-foot-tall bronze statue of a muscular-looking dwarf with a wild, unkept, epically long beard and flowing hair to match, um, almost longer than his body. and. Holding in, holding in his hand, he's wielding a four-pronged pickaxe, and the road sort of curves around it. Um, and you can see that there are sort of small candles and little like offerings and gifts, almost placed out at the base of this massive statue. As Marcus takes you to the left of it into the forge ward. Marcus, who's what? Oh yeah, that's uh, quite the eye catcher, isn't it? Uh, that is the, oops, uh, oh, 
what is it called? Knuckle Duster. <clears throat> no, it's not that. It Duster is, Knuckles. It's, uh... The Quad Axe? Kronto. Um, the original Mind Master. Kronto. The one who founded the city of One Rock. You said it's a four-pronged pickaxe. Is it like... It's plus patterns are like all four. It's like a, it's like a pl- like this. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's what? It's so it's kind of like a, one um, in each direction. Yeah, one in each cardinal direction. Uh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they say he single-handedly carved out some of the first mines. He is the master miner. The original master. Well, he was. Mind Master. Mind Master? Yeah. The true Eminem. I've never seen anything like that before. You say that a lot. This has been an eye-opening trip, for sure. On our travels, have we seen anything like this? Like, through the town? No. Sure? Yes. Well, we haven't gotten close to the, the... the mind master is besides the statue yet, right? Yeah. The palace is up on, or the manor is on the third tier of the city. We were also told by Marcus that that is where uh, the garrison is, along with what are known as the Emerald Towers, which is the upscale part of the city. Oh, it's visible from where we are on the street right now? So... At the third level is sort of, or between the second and third levels, where the smoke really kind of like hangs thickest, okay. um, obscuring some of the details of the buildings beyond. And this is actually smoke, or is this like mist? It's a the the smoke sort of rises up vertically from the braziers where this black okay. gunk is burning and kind of like crackling and popping, um, and it sort of rises up in a pillar and then sort of forms a. So it is like smog. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> what are they burning? It's some sort of refuse from the uh, from the the mining operations. They the city would be uh, if you can believe it, even darker than it is right now because of the massive shadow from the mountain. So we burn them to light the streets. Always have. Burns my eyes. We can't really burn wood here. No. There's not a lot around. <laughs> so a lot of the fires are made from the slag of the mining operations. I understand. I'll have to get it off the table. Hmm? Anything on the table is so much louder with that mic. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Just like, that's really Absolutely. loud. <laughs> He's boom mic it the whole time. <laughs> Everybody, let's test. Um, You cut through uh, the center of the uh, forge ward. Uh, All around you, there are um, smelting um, metal foundries, uh, different mining operation blacksmiths and suppliers. Uh, You can see a lot of um, raw materials being moved in, but there is the thing that breaks up this area the most as you roll past them are 
these several large pits um, that look like they're about eight, or we can, no, you wouldn't know how deep they are. They look like they're about 15 feet wide. And you see that there are, there's yellow, blue, and red liquid sort of bubbling in them. Looks like there's about a half a dozen of them or so. And around them are these wooden beams that have these slacked ropes sort of dipping down about 10 feet above them. And scurrying along the ropes are little kobolds with buckets that they lower down into the liquid, pull back up, and scurry along the ropes, almost like squirrels, and climb down the poles and dump the uh, liquid into large jugs. And it seems like it's a uh, quite the operation. Uh, with boiling liquid? It's bubbling. Oh, so we don't. It doesn't look warm. It just looks like something is putting air through it. There, yeah. Okay. Yep. There's no steam coming off it. No, but everything in the area is sort of stained with different weird colors. Uh, the kobolds themselves. It's difficult to tell exactly what they look like because different parts of their body are, you know, one will scurry by that seems to be entirely uh, blue, another sort of a mixture of blue and yellow forming some kind of weird green. Um, and there are other humans and dwarves um, milling about uh, at these dye pits uh, who are also stained. Because I bet the cobalt's falling. Yeah. Pull out my book, and I'm just going to start making notes about a lot of the things I'm seeing, just as quickly as possible on the cart. So, uh, what? We came in <coughs> by the statue, and I assume if we wanted to leave and go south, we would just have kept going straight there, through the next to the castle. Or? So, let me. I'm going to draw you guys kind of a crude map, so you can just kind of understand how the city is laid out. So, there's sort of. This is where the gulch is, and here are the two roads. Road comes in like this, back this way. Um, this is north, south, east, and west. Um, so this is the gulch. The city itself is here, kind of the almost tiers to it. Oh, okay, I got you. Where the road runs up like this, and there are buildings on each side. And so the statue is sort of the main road. Yeah, the statue was at the entrance to the second tier, right? Here. Or in the middle of the yep. second tier. And then it looks like the manor is up here. This is the forge ward. This is the hearth block. This is the vacancy. And then there, it sounds like this is where the mine kind of stuff was. Cool. So you guys are like over here. <coughs> that makes a lot more sense then. Thank you. Yep. So, you um, sort of go to the furthest north corner of the Forge Ward, where the mountain kind of continues up, forming a natural barrier to the, uh, basically the edges of the city. Um, and the, one of the mine tracks and cart trails leads you to this large wooden, it looks like a 25 foot tall, 20 
five foot wide like wooden box with a door um, and a um, almost like a garage door sort of thing um, made of banded iron and wood off to the right and painted um, in these fine pointed letters, big block letters, is Yonders Outfitters and Trade Goods. Um, there are a few wagons um, sort of parked outside of it, covered in um, cloth and tarps, um, and it looks like that there's some repair guys out there sort of checking on some of the wagons. Did we lose Marcus then back at the... Marcus, yeah, so let me do two things here. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> Marcus um, said to you all, you know, I, I hope this won't be the last that we see of each other. No, I hope not too. Um, thank you again for everything. I apologize for having to depart so quickly, but I have to get back to the garrison. Which, which way is the garrison? Up. Straight by the manor? Yes. Um, and he bids you adieu. Um, then, and I'll, I'll be a little just kind of speedy with this. Um, Bless sees some people walking um, who are in green robes and um, leather armor and she recognizes a symbol on them uh, that they belong to the temple of Arcanara. Um, and they are carrying tools with them. <laughs> and unable to contain herself at the prospect of work and religion, <coughs> Bless runs after them <laughs> and says, uh, Arcanara or Almirius? Arcanara. A-R-C... Not blesses. Church. Not blesses. Yeah. Um, she just says, don't worry, I'll find you. <laughs> oh, oh I, um, I'll turn and I'll hide and I'll set up, summon Helmy. Okay. And I'll hand Helmy over. She's used to Helmy by now. And I'll say, just, if you need anything, Helmy can find me. And if we need you... Well, if he starts hitting you in the face a lot, that means follow him. <laughs> I take this responsibility seriously. And Care of perches Helmy on her shoulder. <laughs> and off she goes to follow the work. <laughs> Keep an eye out for Denk. For what? For you know what that means. Oh, I will. For Denk. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so, cool. yes, it is the four of you the olive oil outside of Yonders. Well, a couple of mishaps along the way, but we seem to make it okay. It wasn't so bad, right? Sounds like it's gonna get worse. No. Let's <laughs> <laughs> stay the same. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, workers, hey, uh, we got a delivery here. So they kind of come up from the cart and they say, Yeah, where are you coming from? Kavorka. We have oil to drop off. One walks over to the door and boom, 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 slams his fist on it and it gets raised up and he kind of signals to you like, pull it in. 
Um, oh, we pull it in. So, entering this large box, you see that carved into the stone is this massive cavern um, that looks like it's maybe 50 feet tall, 100 feet wide. Um, and there is a... It's, it would be virtually empty if not for the large pallets of various goods, from grain and coal to iron blocks um, and wagon supplies. Um, and there are various people walking around with um, scrolls that seem to be counting and taking inventory of this massive stash of goods. Um, but the center area is cleared, and you can see that it stops at what looks like a mine entrance, a well-lit, well-maintained mine entrance. Um, and there are cart tracks that run down into it. But next to the uh, mine entrance is a small wooden constructed office with a singular window built into the side next to a small door. Uh, who wants to go knock on the door? I think that's probably the best way. I mean, what's what's the guy who waved us in? Is he, did he stay he out? He kind of just went back to the, oh. yeah, the cart. I guess um, I'll just wander over to the door and just kind of look at everyone. <laughs> Almost on like the second knock, as you go to like get it with like the third knock, <laughs> the door swings open, and uh, you see this squat, chunky built dwarf with uh, red hair and a beard. It's actually kind of short, cropped hair and a fairly short beard. Um, he has on a there is a purple collar coming out from what looks like um, a some sort of fine black tunic. Um, and there is a small handkerchief kind of poofing out from the collar uh, with small little red dots on it. Tiny little glasses at the end of his nose and a pipe. Uh, you are greeted by this character. So it's, mm, hello. Uh, pardon. Um, we were told to bring oil from Kavorka and drop it off. Uh, for... Yes, yes, you've come to the right place. Uh, you're the ones that are delivering it. I'm the one who's to receive it. My name is Inbis Yonder. Please, bring it in. I will get some of my men to take the supply. The Yonder. Hmm? The Yonder. Yes, I am the Yonder. This is my establishment. Anything you need in the city, you come to me. If no, if I don't have it, there's a good chance other people don't have it. Um, can you... I just take out the sword. I was like, can you fix these? <laughs> Just you pull out this giant sword. Yeah, <laughs> my, my boy, I am. Uh, I'm a merchant of of goods and wares. I am not a blacksmith. Please, he kind of looks down at like his attire. Oh, uh, my my bad then. Um, you will. Are you looking for a place to get that fixed? Uh, yeah, I figure it probably needs some work by now. Then I recommend Riska's. She's uh, one of the finest blacksmiths in the neighborhood. Alright, um, I'll ask more about her once we get this unloaded for you. 
Yes, well, <laughs> don't you worry, I have men for that. And he kind of just claps his hands and some of the guys who were counting uh, the various bundles of um, goods and grains um, snap to attention and begin unloading the cart with the jugs. Um, as he claps, a mine cart also gets um, pushed up to the entrance of the mine uh, shaft. And you can see that there are uh, four kobolds, one stacked on the shoulders of each one with the mine, like, uh, what is that thing called? Like the pump cart. Yeah, handrail. So, hand, yeah, handrail. Cart. Yeah, moving the cart up and down, and they are loading the jugs into the cart, and then the kobolds. Are these kobolds down. also kind of odd tie-dye colors. No, these ones um, different, uh, sort of an orangish red okay. sort of color. Um, but and the, the cart is uh, quickly unloaded. I just figured turn back to everyone. I was like, I did it. <laughs> this is quite the place you've got here. Yes, it's, uh, well, it was one of the original mines, and therefore one of the best carved mines. It's, uh, climate-controlled, secure. It's a great place to, uh, store my wares. I tell you what, I can make you a good deal. I've got a boat down there. Now, I'll have to bring it up in pieces, but for 10,000 gold, it can be yours. It's an entire galleon. Would we have to, like... Carry it to the ocean at this point? Oh, yes. I mean, all of the... You know, it would simply be yours at that point. Transfer of ownership. Oh. If you would like some sort of shipping fee topped on to it, I'm you know, sure we can arrange something. That's very sweet, but there isn't there isn't so much water right No, but right if here. you find yourself out on the Sharpwind waters in need of a galleon, you know where to find one. And you if know. you have any friends in the, uh, the sailing type... Please let them know. I have a climb up legs. <laughs> I'll make nice. a note of that. Legs. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I can't swim. It's okay. I don't like to swim either. Okay. I, I'm sure there's a, a wonderful story to where you acquired said galleon and uh, dropped it off down at the bottom of a mine. No, there is. Is that part of the ten thousand gold? <laughs> well, you know. Where I get all my wares is my business, you know. And then my business is selling it to other people. Makes so. sense. How, why, how why, far? Why would you call them wares if you get mad when we ask wares they came from? I didn't get upset. I'm just simply saying. High point, Val. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Let's just say I have a good relationship with the fine folks of Dagger Bluff. I should say so, and I'll gesture around at the vast cave full of goods. Yes. So that how answers far, that question. How far does your uh, empire span? My empire? Yeah, your trade empire. Oh, I will deliver uh, virtually anywhere and within the Fire Saint Swain Kingdom for the right price. What's the right price on information and rumor? Oh, well, <laughs> let's say we, uh, let's get business out of the way before we begin, uh, the more tantalizing exchanges, let's say. Yeah. And he goes in, uh, to his Step little back. office <laughs> and, um, comes back and says, I assume you were all 
the farmhands, part of the farmhands, and, uh, well, these are each for you, then. And he gives you these small pouches, uh, each containing 30 gold pieces. We have another, too. She's didn't make it in, but... Well, most of the uh, Kavorka farmhands are scattered about Horn Rock. Do we uh, just send her here, or...? Send her here. I will have her payment. What's her name? Bless. All right. I'll be sure she gets paid. You can't miss her. She's reddish. I wouldn't say reddish. She's red. <laughs> She's more red than I am. Because I'm green. Get it? Yes. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> for reference, I'm holding 110 gold for the two of us. You be careful, though, when she comes in. She'll try to get you to put her to work. <laughs> Does she need a job? Always. She likes jobs. Don't take it from us, though. Well, I can't make any promises. I like to hire good people. Oh, she's the worst. <laughs> well, I will be the judge of that. So, now that we have business out of the way, he kind of looks you over, says, Now, you had a question? Yeah, yeah he wants to buy clothes. Um, I'm good with the clothes I have now. Okay. I was I was curious of what you've heard from the south. He's we're hoping he'll grow into them. The teddy bear print's a little strange, though. <laughs> Just yeah. I thought it was religious, political, economic. I hear there's a war. Oh, the the uh, the orc threat. You don't sound too convinced. I mean, I'm, I don't believe it will touch us here, and frankly, I have enough wealth to protect myself from such um, conditions. That's fair. Have you heard anything about the front and the encouragements made? I kind of have family down there. Well, uh, I've heard that the orcs seem to be focusing their ire in the mountains and areas around the fine city of Chastile, in the northern parts of the Tribreeze Valley. How do you spell that? Uh, C-H-A-S-T-I-L-E. It's one of the largest cities in the kingdom, uh, home to, uh, well, I can't recall the name, but some, there's an academy and a library there, and I've heard that there were some some small mining towns in the mountains to the north of Chastile that were completely overrun and slaughtered by orcs. Well, that's quite troubling, but thank you. Indeed it is, although war and business have always had a complicated relationship. Speaking of which, are, is there any uh, thing you need escorted or delivered towards the south? Well... Or any specialty goods you're looking for? Are you traders yourselves? Uh, we're opportunists. I like that. We're kind of in the business of finding business at the moment. Right. Well, um... I don't currently require any protection work. Um, there is a... 
Where did you come from, by the way? You came from Kavorka, so you would have taken the North Bridge. So you probably saw the bit of commotion and the activity on the Southern Bridge. There's a trade caravan that will be heading out in about ten days. Um, and I'd like to make a lot of money off of that, but most of my affairs with that little endeavor have been covered. Do you have any wares that you wish to show me? Not really. Alright, well if you get the opportunity to, don't don't hesitate. I don't think we'll come up with a ship to sell you, but... Well, if you know of anyone who's looking for one, please send them my way. We have this box. That we couldn't get open? No, we got it open. We got, yep, we, got we got a box. <laughs> <laughs> Could be yours. <laughs> Well, that's the smashed up, beaten up. <laughs> <laughs> Robard. I, I, I think I'm okay, thank you. It's got a lot of history to it. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> do you it's sell, pedigreed. <laughs> do you sell all sorts of things here? Uh, I tend for the big, bold, and expensive. What are you mm. looking for? Well, what I'm looking for is quite a small thing, so I don't know if you would have it, but... Do you have, do you have any like semi-precious stones, pearls, mm. things like that? Well, I know where I could find them. I don't uh, dabble in small gems and jewels. I other goods. There's plenty of uh, plenty of opportunity, and the market is flush with gem dealers and the like. However, if you are looking for gems, I would recommend uh, Luxor's Gem Emporium. Sounds um, like the perfect place. You could also always try out the market stalls, uh, just over by the hearth block. Uh, random traders are always coming in with a variety of different goods. You may be able to find something there for a bargain. Luxor can be even stingier than me sometimes. Well, I appreciate that. I'm sorry it's, again, no galleon below, but if I have other business that is larger and more exciting, I'll certainly ask. Yes, please do. So, Kavorka farmhands, delivery boys, and girls, now what? We have business at the garrison first, I think. Before anything else. Yes, we want to talk to the mine master. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I mean, no offense, but You've There's trouble in Kavoka that we wish to report on. Well, I would suggest going to the manor. Perfect. Excellent. Well, that awesome. is all the time I have for idle chit-chat. I appreciate you all bringing this in. I will ensure that the workers themselves get paid. They've been coming in every few days and asking about it, and I will be relieved to get them out of my hair. So... I bid you all adieu. Thank you. Do, okay, do that was right in my face. Okay. All right. <laughs> the cart stays. It's loaded up with stuff and sent back to Kaborka. I'm gonna go say goodbye to the ponies. So I'm just gonna. The one that didn't get eaten. That's not canon. That didn't happen. <laughs> uh, so I'll go scritch noses and say my I my just farewells. You were pulling the cart the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, the horses are just trailing behind. 
the horses are riding on the cart as Lex pulls it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, wow, this is a reversal I wasn't expecting. This is nice. So at this point, it's probably um, maybe four o'clock or so. Um, and you all exit Yonder's Outfitters and Trade Goods back to the hustle and bustle of the second tier of One Rock. Hmm. Shall we find a blacksmith? Yeah, I... could everyone, could somebody, not everyone, could someone please roll me a d12? Oh, what now? Who does? Who does that? I want to do it too. One. I'm doing it. That one's a eight. Gotta be quick on my uh, who lo- who instantly can reach for a d12? I have too many dice for that. Just as many dice as you do. <laughs> now I got more dice. I just I was like, do I even roll? Because I was told not to like fiddle with anything, and I was like, I don't even know. <laughs> Shall we find a blacksmith? Uh, I, yeah, I seem to recommend Risco. Risco. Shouldn't we go up Risco. to the garrison first and talk well, to him? We can get his thing more? started, and then we'll not have to wait as long later for it. I could be wrong, Just, but. We might also want to keep an eye out for some place to stay. It is getting on in the afternoon, and I don't know if where we should go. If we go to the garrison first, they can give our recommendations, and they know the town best, probably. I don't want to get caught up in a bureaucratic mess for several hours. No, you can stay here. When we get things started before. And Marcus did say he was going to report what happened at Kavorka. That's what he was like itching to do. Yeah, we yeah, got questions. Forget that mind. Oh. Yeah. Well, then why don't we take a cursory glance for the blacksmith, um, see if something else catches our eye as, as to somewhere to stay or something, and then make our way up towards the third tier from there. I'm not asking for directions. That's all I know. Oh, please don't make me do it. Did he actually tell us where Rusko was? No. I'd stop. Someone in like workers' garb. Just uh, like, Excuse me, sir. Stop, stop a painting <laughs> cobalt. Yeah, what? Throwing <laughs> uh, sacks onto a cart. Do you know where Riskas is? The, 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 the blacksmith? Go past the die pits. I stay on the main track cart. Take a left when the smoke gets thickest. Alright, thank you. Did you hear him? Yes? Okay, perfect. Thick smoke <laughs> turned left. Uh huh. Turn, turn left at the die pits. Uh huh. Fine with moving right along to that. As you all make your way past the die pits, uh, you are sort of approached by three humans um, of varying ages. There's an old woman um, who looks to be in maybe her 60s or 70s. Um, a young blonde girl who looks maybe about your age, Kaya, um, and a middle-aged man with a scruffy brown beard. They are in what almost look like very crudely made like burlap sack um, robes. Um, and they approach, and the old woman with a very big smile says, Hello and salutations to you all. Tell me, are you looking for guidance in this strange world? Well, I mean, right now I was looking to get this fixed. <laughs> oh, we must transcend beyond material possessions. Have you heard of the Gem Faithful? 
No. Well, we invite you to our commune out in the plateau if you seek transcendence through the gem. We will leave all our worldly possessions behind and we will transcend with the gem to eternal happiness and our wildest wishes fulfilled. Ally, does this sound like anything that you were working on or is this something different? This sounds something more sinister to me. Oh, we're already busy. I'm sorry we're not interested. <laughs> Very well. And it's kind of all just... There's something wrong with them. I'm going to just kind of like... Let's move on. Nod as we walk away. And then they sort of like move from you guys and approach another group of people like, Hello. Well, they were friendly. <laughs> yes. Maybe overly so. I didn't like that at yeah. all. Not a fan either. That sounds like something someone should stop. Or some... Yeah. That's a very... Like us? Do you want to... Shall we infiltrate them and figure out what's going on with Mr. Jones and his friendly followers? Uh, what do their shoes look know. like? They weren't wearing any. Oh, okay. Just burlap sack ropes. <laughs> Nothing else. I thought the dye pits looked too much like Kool-Aid. <laughs> Cobalt Kool-Aid. <laughs> We're not sponsored. <laughs> Uh, that might be something we re- should report to the mind lord, but I'm, I'm sure like, he knows, yeah. but I think maybe it could be a nice <laughs> diversion. If we get bored, we can go see what it's all about. Maybe we'll make some friends. Yeah. With them? <laughs> what, do you have something against them? They seem very happy and joyous. Uh, they probably could have known where Retzka was. Well, we got good enough directions. Yeah, we're supposed to turn left right here, right? Yeah. Is I got the heat. Pretty, pretty thick smoke here. Yeah. So, you venture down um, what looks almost kind of like a widened alleyway between some of these squat stone buildings um, before arriving at um, a sort of rectangular shaped building with an overhang held up by two stone pillars. The, the overhang itself looks like some very, like, very, like, black, dark, shining wood. Um, and smoke is sort of kind of billowing out of the building as you can hear the sounds of metal on metal and forge work being conducted. Going inside, I assume you go, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you find a, um, a green female dragonborn um, pounding on um, some sort of half-worked metal Um, but throughout the blacksmith you can see um, almost kind of like show pieces Um, not you know buckets of swords or racks of spears or anything like that but um, finely crafted metal and leather um, uh, horse saddles. Um, You see elaborately um, almost carved pickaxes. Very fancy looking horseshoes. Um, 
and a handful of, as well of uh, various weaponry. Um, but it looks like it is a, um, a fine blacksmith. Just, hello. Uh, hi, I'm from. I hail from Kavorka, but um, I was asking about for a blacksmith who might be able to help repair my sword. And your name, if you're Reska, came up. Yes, I am Reska. What do you need fixed? Uh, this. I just pull up. Great sword. She takes it, and as you kind of set it in her hand, her, kind of her. <clears throat> what is such a small thing like you doing with a big thing like this? I, I usually swing at other things, honestly. I'm impressed. What did you do to it? Um, well, I didn't really do much. It was broken when I got it. And so you're just looking for me to repair this. Do you like any customization to it? Um, I don't know. Does it make it any better? Well, it does make it better. Better sounds good. Ally, what do you think? Customization's cool. She kind of sets <laughs> it on a table. On it. <laughs> she sets it on a table. <laughs> and sort of vest. Look at this vest. Isn't it much cooler? <laughs> Actually, it's a pretty cool vest. She sets it on a sword and unfurls a um, scroll, uh, a blank scroll that's on a table. Um, she kind of pulls it from a jar and pulls it out and has a rough piece of charcoal and says, okay, I've got that blade repair and so what would you like me to do to it? Some sort of filigree? Want me to write your name on it? Um... I mean, I, I guess you could write my name on it. That way you know it's yours. Um, I don't... I mean, maybe. If you want to think on it, it will take me some time to repair the blade. Okay. I can... You can mull it over a little bit and come back when you've made a decision. Um, and I can begin with the inlays and the filigree and the finer. Do you like the hilt of it? Does it feel good in your hand? She might be able to change that. Um, maybe, maybe a different wrap could feel better. Um, Eric, Kai, do you guys have any ideas on what to do with it? What do you think it needs? Well, I've got some <laughs> pretty fine calfskin leather that just came in that I could wrap the handle in. If you would like, uh, I can fasten some sort of beveled or pommel to the end of it. Give it a little bit of flair. Um, can you make it like a cool color? Can we dump it in the dye pits and make it like purple? Hmm. I haven't tried to dye in any metal before. Me neither. I can look into it. Might be cool. Yeah. Custom work is my specialty, so... You don't have to decide right now, Lex. Okay. Just think about it. It's your sword. It will take probably... five days to get you your sword back. Three if you just want the repair. I'll need two more if you want any sort of... Customization for just the blade repair itself, you're looking at about for sort of this unconventional size. It will take about 15 gold pieces. 
And another 15 for any sort of customization. On a sliding scale, of course, depending on how much you'd like to do. So all in all, you're looking at 30 gold pieces. Um, I'm just kind of going through the gold I have. I was like, I think that works. <laughs> Alright, well, like I said, 15 for the repair, 30 for the customization. Let me know what you want to do. Um, yeah, I guess we'll focus on the repair for now, and then I'll let you know about any custom stuff. You, uh, you don't seem to have any other implements on you. I mean, no. <laughs> Would you like to buy a sword? Um, can you rent I can one? rent one to you. Then you can just bring it back when you don't need it. Yeah, I guess I could do that. Just in case? Maybe we run into Grizzle. Have you heard about this Grizzle guy? Yes, I have. Have you ever met him? I have not. Do you know what anyone has? You don't have anyone that died that... I'm sorry, that's kind of... No. Okay, good. But I have heard stories. Seen people crying in the streets after he has reared his head. That man is a menace. If I saw him, I would put him down where he stood, and she kind of flares her nostrils a little bit, and you see kind of some sort of acrid fumes come up out of her nose. <laughs> Five silver pieces a day to rent the sword. Okay, um, I just hand her a gold, so I guess I'll... This is good for two days right now, right? That would be good for four days. One gold? Five. Oh, one gold? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be two days, yes. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, and I'll just go pick a sword, the, just a typical great sword off the wall. All right. This feels really light. <laughs> <laughs> What is this, a sword of France? Eret. <laughs> Al, I think you could lift this one. <laughs> if you want, this looks like the kind of place you might be able to pick up a, a dagger or two. I'm good. Can I have mine back? I thought that was a gift. I said I was letting you borrow it. Oh. I think we've had this conversation before. Have we? Yeah, and you said you'd give it back to her. Alright, and I flip you the dagger. I'm just gonna tuck it in my pocket. <clears throat> Thanks. Hey, uh, Kaya? She might have clothes for you. What's wrong with the clothes I have? They look a little big on you. Yeah. The teddy bears are a little weird. I believe we've had this conversation before. <laughs> I know it's a little odd that we're having it again, but we're concerned. <laughs> you look a bit like. We're going to see the Mind Master, and I don't want you to be embarrassed. You look at it like a, like a boy. Like like a child. Just a little bit like a child. Fine, we'll deal with this now. Hey, uh, Riska. <laughs> She's like kind of like back in the 40s. <coughs> what? Where can I find some clothes in this district? She kind of like stands up and like almost peers over a table at you. I've never shopped for halfling clothes. Um... You could try the market stalls. Lots of things are available there. Cool, thanks. And I walk out. I don't care what these guys do. 
Thank you again for offering or being able to help on this. If the coin's good, so is my work. You will be pleased with the end result. I can promise you that. What do you guys do now? I want to run to catch up with Eric. Okay. Hey. Chase you. <laughs> My legs are twice, twice as long as his. It probably doesn't take very long. Wow. I walk fast until I catch up We only have a five-foot speed difference. Okay, so after, like, less than six rounds, I would catch up. <laughs> 36 seconds later, he kind of catches up to you. I don't even want to talk to you. <laughs> 15 feet faster. Um... We're going, I'm, I'm walking and talking to the market stalls, which I believe are on the other side in the, yes. what, the hearth? The hearth block. Block. There we go. I wanted yes. to say district. I'm like, that's not a B. Are, are you familiar with big cities like this? You seem more comfortable than, well, say me or Lex. I don't think either of you are comfortable pretty much anywhere at this point. Kavorka was nice. The, the druids area was nice. But were you comfortable? That's a lot deeper than I really thought this conversation was going to be. <laughs> you know, I want to think about that and I'll come back to it later. No, I'm focusing right now. I'm not really sure about... The gold. The gold? What I mean is... I... Do you need someone to hold on to it for you? No, it's... What we got in wages, is is that a lot? Is it a lot? It really depends on your perspective. <clears throat> did we get enough for what we did? Probably not. I... I'm looking for something... But <laughs> you also didn't work for a long time. That's true. Yeah, because you didn't get. You, you wouldn't have gotten. He did. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he was paying any worker, anyone that showed up, yeah. a bag. I'm guessing somebody didn't make it from the Halcyon Plateau. <laughs> Poor Mego. <laughs> oh no. I don't know him anyway. He's a werewolf. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always. I just I'm looking for something, and uh, I I've never really shopped for something before. I don't know. It's supposed to cost me somewhere around a hundred gold. It's supposed to be really fine. I didn't know that that was really a lot. But that's twice as much as I have. So you, we need to find some way to make some more money. Was there a reward on the? Yeah, the one was like yeah. four hundred for alive. Five alive, two fifty dead. So two hundred and fifty gold. Five alive. We can catch it. Thank you. Two hundred and fifty gold. That's how much it's worth. <laughs> I don't know. I just I I didn't realize how much things were, I guess. That's fair. Um, to be honest, I've never actually gone shopping for myself, so we'll explore this together. 
not to experience something by yourself. I feel much better. Cool. I'm gonna think about whether or not I've ever been comfortable now. (laughs) Give me a few minutes. And I'm just gonna be silent for a solid 10 minutes. No words. (laughs) The world is open to you, Lex. What are you gonna put on your sword? Um, I don't know, I guess we'll find out if it can get colored. I mean, that could be interesting. Try to have it be like your best. Yeah? You want drawings of like shipwrecks? No, not really. No. I guess that is a little close to home. Are you guys with us? Or are you just like. No, we're, we're I figured we were like following behind you. Yeah, yeah, you two are ahead and. You two are behind. Just riding on Lex's like, shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> so we can talk to him. I don't know, maybe put like a animal or something on it. Ooh, yeah. Like a shark. Sorry, I keep going to the ocean thing. Uh, a falcon. Cool. Like a griffin. Ooh, griffin. I like that. I'm gonna put an avalanche on it. That way I'll always know what it looks like. <clears throat> so I'll be ready. Yeah. What if she doesn't know what it looks like? Oh. I guess I should be prepared for that. Avalanche on one side, Griffin on the other. (laughs) Um, How about like a snowy owl swooping down from the moonlight? (laughs) Ooh, Kaya might take that weird though. She's obsessed with that owl. (laughs) You're right, I'm gonna gonna back off from the rush imagery, I guess. broke Kaya, who wasn't in the conversation. <laughs> Can you hand that to Eric, please? <laughs> so, you all continuing, continue to walk past. Um, do you wanna? No, I'm good. Okay. Thanks. Um, <laughs> just make, make an intelligence saving throw for me. Do I trust my new dice? <laughs> ducky, ducky, ducky. I don't ducky. Really trust any of my other dice. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna just do all my skill rolls with you can it. Roll the table. Nope, I'm not rolling <clears> on the <throat> table. People told me not to do stuff on the table. Just a loud dice. Die. Intelligence? Yep. Uh, I think that's an 11. It might be a 12. 12. 12? For a brief moment, Kaya, as you guys are walking, you staring in your silence, wondering if you've been comfortable at any point this time. Um, Eric kind of seems to stop and get a thousand foot stare for about five seconds before continuing to walk again. Eric? Are you okay? Kaya? Yeah, I'm fine. What? What's up? Uh, I just was, uh, I was looking to see if I could see any, uh, clothes. Any, everyone's wearing clothes. But, at the market. 
<clears throat> like a store or any kind of walking in front of the statue oh. towards the like damn it yeah <laughs> uh, I was looking out for some uh, halflings are there any halflings in there uh, make a perception check this dice sucks <laughs> Never gonna use it again. Perception seven. Seven. Yeah, you don't see any. It's kind of just. So at this point, the the sun has begun to kind of um, set behind the eastern or the western portion of the canyon. Um, so much of the way is lit through these gunk brazers. Um, and it's beginning to get dark. Uh, this sort of commerce, hustle and bustle seems to now be sort of punching the clock, hustle and bustle, people making their way back to more of the residential areas and the main thoroughfare that runs, that bisects the city. Um, it's so, somewhat cleared. Uh, but you don't see any halflings. You do arrive <coughs> at the, um, the... That'd be the northern edge of the hearth block, and there is a what at one time would would have probably been a very well kept stone plaza, um, but as now there's some broken pieces to it and some loose earth, um, but it's probably about the size of a football field, um, and you can see that there are a few small peddlers and the like sort of packing up small tents and stuff like that into crates and boxes and hand carts. Um, it seems like at this time you guys have just about missed the, the closing hour of the market. Uh-oh. Uh, is there like a <laughs> person packing up that's somewhat close by? Yeah. Um, I go over and I'm like, uh, hi, uh, excuse me. Um, let's see, what do we want? Um, it's a, from what you can see, it looks like it is a, uh, actually a, um, it's a dwarf who is packing up almost these, like, tackle box sort of looking containers, um, with lots of small vials in them. Is there like carbon monoxide in here or something? Are we like in danger? <laughs> I mean, there's literally no air pumps room with the dark bus, but. Um, you just got his attention, right? Yeah. And he kind of, oh, yes, yes. Would you like to buy something? Uh, maybe. Are you here tomorrow? I, I'm here every day. Yes. Then we'll be back tomorrow. But uh, since everyone's, you know, packing up, would you happen to know of an inn or someplace in the nearby vicinity? Or two or three? Kind of looks you all over and says, What sort of accommodations are you looking for? Uh, decent? Clean? Well, I mean, the, the cleanest, finest place will be the Vizier up near the Emerald Towers. Uh, if you are looking for something a little more economic, you could always try the Bronze Trumpet in the Forge Ward or, uh, Kronto's Corner over in the hearth block. If you are the real penny-pinching type, 
You could always try out the slag hole down in the vacancy. That sounds wonderful. If it's vacant, can we just find a house and squat? Plenty of people do. That'd um, be the real penny pincher. The, I didn't write these down fast enough. The one in the hearth block. So yeah, let me go through. You got the vizier, V-I-S-I-R, which is the fancy one. You've got the bronze trumpet. I got that one. Which uh, he tells you is frequented by merchants and traders. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got Kronto's Corner, Kronto's. which is K-R-O-N-T-O, and corner spelled with a K. Oh, of course it is. Um, <laughs> Which is more of a working class inn and tavern um, in the hearth block. And then there's the slag hole, which is about what it sounds like in the vacant area. Uh, so, uh, thanks for your information. Uh, we'll be sure to be back tomorrow. And We're here for first, first sunrise. That's when all the vendors come back. It's pretty early. But yeah, we'll be here sometime. Pull, Thanks. Pull that cord out of the door for you, Sean. Well, I think that fun. cord's in the door up there. Yeah. That's what it is. The more stuff we can break in my house, the happier I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess that we'll go to uh, the bronze trumpet then, uh, unless anyone has any objections. Sounds good to me. I don't want to go to the slag hole. The drowns trumpet sounds fine. I'm okay with cool. that one we too. We could go check it out. Or or we could go up and check out the vizier and see how much it would cost us. Too much? We don't know that. I don't need fancy accommodations. You've never had a mud bath? No. Oh, really? Should I have? Uh, yeah. They're, they're wonderful. I mean, I slept very dirty for a long time. Does that count? Uh, no. Besides, wasn't Brother Briar offering my best for free? It seems odd to pay anything for it. He is a unique individual. Do you want to take a bath in one of those dye pits? Might be even more relaxing or whatever. I kind of doubt they're warm. They're bubbly, though. If they were bubbling. Worries me even more. Um, I do have a, a minor concern. Do you think it might be too late to go up? Is it about a pickaxe? No. No, it's not that kind of minor concern. It's a, it's a minor with an O, not a minor with an E. Is, do you think it... The stalls all seem to be closing. Do you think it's too late to go up to the garrison in the manor? Probably. What time is it again? Evening. Evening? Early evening. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure... I'm sure the mine lord is sitting down to have dinner with his family about now. Yeah, are we hungry? No, I keep eating. <laughs> you guys are probably pretty hungry. There's just enough rations on the um, on the uh, carts to kind of get you through that four days. <coughs> so you guys probably ate somewhere around the time where you've, you know, just before you came into Horn Rock. So what do you think? Go find the bronze trumpet and settle in for the evening, and go go to the next tier first thing in the morning. Works for me. Yeah, I just really want something to eat. Alright. You guys get directions back to the bronze trumpet. Um, 
as you all walk back through the um, past the statue, you can hear a very loud commotion from the upper tier, and coming barreling down through the smoke is a cart filled with jugs, um, and it's careening <coughs> directly towards all of you. Um, everyone please make a dexterity saving throw as this cart begins to barrel towards you all. Quick, Lex, just stop it! I mean... I'll vote my save uh, first. Okay. Okay. Cool. 23. <coughs> 23. 24. 13. <laughs> 18. Oh, 18. Alright. The cart comes like out of control flying down the hill. Um, you can see that there are these three large pots in it. You all manage to jump out of the way as the cart slams into the uh, back of the statue and red and blue and yellow dye goes firing like a cloud up into the sky, raining down on all of you in this like 20 foot radius around the uh, <coughs> heart that is just decimated by the force of the impact. Scurrying down the hill are a group of six kobolds who are <laughs> running towards the cart. Um, it quickly gets the commotion of um, some of the other people around as a crowd begins to sort of form around the cart and the kobolds are like trying to like... It's pretty much... The cart is rendered useless. The pot's completely destroyed. <clears throat> I pull off my vest like right away. <clears throat> Kaya, can you get it clean? <laughs> Yes, of course, of course. And I'll, I'll take it and I'll start prestidigitating it. Okay. Um, Who's the most covered? <laughs> uh, you all are kind of covered in these splotches of uh, red, blue, and yellow. Some of which got is kind of mudded up into a brown and some greens. Um, but you are all, from head to toe, covered in a variety of different colors. Now I look like I'm from the town. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Go, go make some friends. Got to finish getting getting his vest clean. However many casts it takes to do. Oh, it's tiny. You're tiny. It should only take one. Never mind. Um, and I'm gonna hand it back. And as I hand it back, like a light bulb's gonna go off in my brain, and I'm gonna dive in my bag and check my book to make sure that no die like went through my bag. Yeah, nothing seemed to get through. Your your bag is well died, but the book itself is safe. Well, um, I guess it's an improvement. Good thing you're getting new clothes tomorrow. Yep. I'm gonna cast prestidigitation on my face again. I would it's like myself take, to be take, like, at least my face. Yeah, it's gonna take a <laughs> while to, to it's not like a, I mean, it's a pretty potent dye. Um, it's not as simple as like like, I'm wiping dirt off this. It's like in the fabric itself. So it is a lot slower and will take you... A bit. Yeah. Like, if you wanted to, like, clean up everybody kind of thing, it would probably take you an hour or so of... Just my face. I was going to say, does it, like, wipe off skin at least? Or... No, your skin also seems to be... well done. Do we have, like, war paint now? 
Hmm? Do I have, like, war paint now? Uh, like, if Ronald McDonald had war paint. This guy is so totally intimidating. <laughs> yes. Keep it. Does uh, um, everybody else go pain? <laughs> yeah, I mean, nobody appears to have been hurt um, from what you can see down here. Um, a guard in uh, blue and yellow garb does run up and start demanding answers from uh, the kobolds as to what happened. And um, the rest of you, who, you speak Draconic. Anyone else speak Draconic? I do. You do? Okay. Um, Lex and Aaron, you guys hear this like jabbering from the kobolds as they're like trying to explain what happened. Um, Aaron and or, uh, Ally and Kaya, through kind of the commotion and like these half dozen kobolds all kind of just like yelling at once, you just hear like, "He killed one! He killed one! It was Grizzle! It was Grizzle!" Well, it sounds like we have some excitement. Shall we run up the hill? Grizzle's up there. What? They're saying Grizzle killed one of them up the hill. I guess I'll look up and, and see. Take off that way. I'm gonna run right after the ally. Shouldn't we ask them what? Ha- uh, <laughs> we can meet up with them if you want to interrogate the kobold. I'm gonna go over to the kobolds where they're jumping up and down and kneel yeah. down. Okay. Uh, and get like on their eye level, and I'll say in in draconic. Um, excuse me. Excuse me, what what happened? One of one as you tap it, he turns and with his little arms grabs you by the collar and is like, He killed him! He killed him! <laughs> <laughs> it was Grizzle! He's like spitting in your face, he's like <laughs> They killed they killed who? What happened? The guard's like, what's he saying? Just <clears throat> just just a moment. I'm really slow with this language and I'll go back to the cold. <laughs> what happened? Who who he killed who? Grizzle killed one of us! Push the guard down the hill! Laugh the whole time! Where were you? At the- I'll turn there! <laughs> Points after where um, Lex and Ally are running. How did he kill him? He bit his head off! And I'm just gonna give that look to the guard. And I'm gonna go back. Oh, okay. Uh, do you speak common? Okay, this nice guard is gonna help you. And I'm just- I'm gonna go up the hill. Uh, Eric, let's go. And we run. Yeah, run after them. You guys follow up this um, with Lex and Ally f- fairly far ahead. Um, you guys are following this trail of dye that had sloshed and spilled. Um, <coughs> coming to a point where you find another broken um, dye cask. And um, in a pool of blue dye, what would be... I'll say belly down um, is a dead kobold with a small crowd kind of gathered around him. Does it have its head? No. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm just going to look around and see if I like notice anyone that's like running away from the area. Some people are like, where are the guards? Why aren't the guards here? What are you looking for? I'm I'm looking to see if I notice anyone. Uh, Like, what's the... It's a general layout, like are there areas I could like get a higher so vantage point from? You are on the main road, which sort of slopes upward. Um, so you're kind of just eye level with the um, sort of the upper parts of the um, the second tier of the city. Um, not really anything to climb on top of or anything. Okay. Um, 
and I don't see anyone. Big perception check. Right, oh, what are you looking? You're sorry, looking for. Sorry, yeah, looking to see if I notice anyone that's running away, okay. with or without a cobalt head in their mouth. Okay. Make a perception <laughs> check. Specifically for that. I assume you just swallow the whole. Uh, 18. 18. Um, there's sort of a gathering crowd was started with about a handful of people is now probably to like two dozen or so. Mm-hmm. Sort of coming out of the woodwork to like see what all the commotion was. No one really running away from the sight that you see. Um, and you're kind of peering through the faces of everyone in the crowd, but um, no one really jumps out at you. It's a lot of like awestruck and terrified looking people. Did anyone see what happened? Yeah, I grab my sword out and it's like I'm just shouting the exact same thing to people. This one woman comes forward. I think, I think I saw what happened. What? What was it? I think it was that 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 grizzle. He jumped on the car and bit one of their heads off, and then. Okay, which way did he go? I, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't see. I, I'm sorry. I panicked. I I turned. I. Tried to hide. Is there a blood trail away from this, or blue dye footprints or anything? Uh, make an investigation check. Huh. Uh, 22. <laughs> 22. Um, natural 20. There does look like that there are some sort of faint footprints. Um, heading what looks like, uh, what would that be? Like, north into the uh, forge ward. Okay. Uh, I'll shout, just I can't see him through the crowd. Just, Lex, this way! <laughs> Follow the footprints. Alright. I just barrel right through the crowd. Like, what? Alright. But at least there's an easy path for the rest of us. Yeah. Um, you two, you guys take off towards the tracks. So you guys come up on them um, a little bit. Probably like a, a, a minute or two later from what you know, you try to talk to the kobold and stuff. Do you, um, do you see them? I'm gonna look for them as they're running, so. On the case. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no sign of them at this point. Uh-oh. Oh, really? Well, um, do you have any way to like, talk to them? No. We could ask if anybody here saw them. I bet they're going whichever way Grizzle went, and I'll look for a passerby who doesn't look to be like they're screaming in absolute terror. So somebody who kind of looks like their head's still on straight. Oh, that's rude. The kobold's head got bitten off. <laughs> <laughs> um, make a, um, oh, let's see. Make an insight check. That's cocked. I like how you have a box and like have it's never rolled in the box. Well, it doesn't. It gets cocked a lot in the box. Thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, you find a gentleman who looks um, composed. He's kind of like got his uh, what looks like maybe his daughter, sort of like clutched, really, look almost kind of like sheltered behind his back as he's sort of like peering over the crowd and like taking it all in, um, taking in the whole situation. Excuse me, sir. Did you see what happened here? I, I, I didn't see. I just I'm, I just came to check it out like everyone else. Do you know what happened? Um, it it seems that uh, Grizzled was here. It seems like he he attacked the kobolds as they were going by. Did you happen to see um a boy a a boy and a kobold together? Yeah. I think they yelled in the middle. Yeah, they 
they took off to the north, I think. He had a really big sword. There was there was a, a child accompanied by a, a, a kobold. To the north, you said. Okay, yeah, thank they you. They were Thanks. covered in dye. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we were with them. <laughs> that, yeah. They, thank you. They and we'll we'll run we'll run that way, and I'll yeah just. Okay. Um, but not my full speed because I, I would want say you there, to be there, able there, to keep there up with now me. Be, there'd be sort of three sets of tracks: some like dwarf tracks, some human tracks, and some kobold tracks running <laughs> off to the north. Are the are any of the tracks easier to follow than the others? Uh, it looks like I mean theirs are definitely um, just claw prints from mine. <laughs> yeah, um, little splatters more than anything else. Um, they're pretty vivid. They were standing in a giant cool. pool of dye. Pool of dye. Yeah. <laughs> Um, as we're running, I will also move my hands and I'll cast Mage Armor on myself. Okay. If I hadn't How done that How are you guys proceeding? Today. Are you guys, like, running? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I have to catch up with you is pretty much how that works. Yeah, I don't think you could. <laughs> no. If I was going at full speed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, but not so fast that I lose the tracks or anything. Okay. Um... You guys, at this point, this takes you off sort of the main trek, like path for the first time, and you are kind of getting your first glimpse of how dense this place used to be populated, to how scarce it is now. Um, it's almost as if people have sort of moved towards the main roads and away from some of the um, more further away, densely packed over here. So you're running through like these abandoned alleyways. Um, you see handfuls of like stray cats um, and you know drunks and vagrants hanging about. Um, a few pockets where it seems like it's still a home. Um, that sort of thing. But you're running through and you come around the corner and following the tracks you see that there is an empty pair of boots in the middle of the alleyway. I'll Covered uh, in blue dye. <clears throat> Is there any other tracks around it? Makes a route check. Away from it. Uh, survival will be 21. Uh, you can see it's kind of scraped out in the dust. Um, barefoot footprints uh, heading south. I'm gonna wait for Lex to catch me. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know how long it should take me to get there. If I'm. Yeah, probably not that long. Okay, so I'm gonna reconvene with you. See the boots. Looks like he's gone south. Uh, okay, and I'll just start racing on down uh, south and see if I can keep up with anything. And as I'm moving, just. How high is it up onto the roof? <laughs> um, I would say they're they probably. Like kind of level or are they like all over the they're kind of I would say they range anywhere from 10 feet tall to like 15 um, but they're all kind of they're mostly one story some of the abandoned ones you can see that there was um, they all have wooden roofs and the anything that's kind of above that like 10 to 15 foot level any extension it has is made of wood um, and some of those are like collapsed in, in ill repair. Um, but the buildings that are around you are those immediate kind of squat 10, 15 foot tall buildings. 
We could. Lex, I got an idea. Throw me up there. All right. I'll just like pick him up and. <laughs> All right. Make an athletics check to hurl your buddy. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, uh, that's a 24. This is one of those times where I wanted to succeed, <laughs> so, but I also wanted to fail. In kind of this one motion, you kind of like scoop and chuck ally up, and you just go like past like twice, like 20 feet higher than the roof, and he just shot you, not at an arc at all, just straight up, <laughs> and you start coming back down, um, make a um, acrobatics check. Uh, oh. 19. 19. Oh. You, as you, essentially you are about to miss the roof because he shot you straight up. And as you fall, you catch the lip of the roof with your hands and flip your back feet up behind you. Land on your feet on the roof. Alright, Lex, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually just going to like run straight at the wall and just up and over it. Um, as you get higher up, <clears throat> It becomes, it's very thick with smoke. <laughs> um, Ooh, sort of clouding up. your vision. Um, not that Lex, like running through these alleyways, you're only, you can only see as far as the alleyway goes. Um, you can see some kind of lights and buildings lower down through um, the smog, but it is somewhat difficult to see um, up at that height. Um, you two continue running. Um, the two of you, um, a while, um, probably a minute or so later, come upon an empty pair of boots stained with blue dye. Uh-oh. Do you see them? Do, I, do we see them? Make a, uh, you don't see them, but uh, make a survival check to look for any signs of which direction they might have gone. <coughs> That's, goddammit, get in the box. Okay, 14. Nat Not 20, good. which ends up to be a 19. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can see uh, footprints. Um, at this point, the, dry, the dye has somewhat dried on your guys' um, boots, but you can see sort of the, the remnants of Lex's footprints. Um, oddly enough, the cobalt footprints are gone. <laughs> Um, is there anything else near the boots or like, I don't know, any other clues in the area? Make an investigation check. <laughs> Four. Four? Uh, you don't see anything other than the boots. Cool. Uh, I guess they went don't south. You have, don't you have some sort of like advantage or something? If I roll a one, I roll a two. Mastermind? Don't you have some like good investigation stuff? Not yet. At third level, I thought you got some like advantage on something. You know, he can help as a bonus action. Right. Yeah. Is it insight text or something on the end? Uh, well, uh, I can help as a bonus action. Okay. I gain proficiency with the disguise kit, the forgery kit, and one gave me a set of my choice. And I learned two languages. Oh, okay. Maybe it's later. Maybe it's and later. I can unerringly mimic the speech patterns and accent of a creature that I hear speak for at least one minute. Right. And I'm not doing that in real life because <laughs> no one wants to hear that. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. I'm sure. All right. Thanks. Um, so you guys continue hot on the trail. Um, going back to Lex and Ally, 
Um, now I want you to make a um, acrobatics check as you jump from building to building. Uh, Twelve. Twelve. Um, you, Lex, looking up, you're able to see that you are. Your pace has slowed a little bit, but you can see sort of this dim shadow of a cobalt from roof to roof as you continue running along. Okay. Make a survival check, make a perception check. What the hell? 23. Uh, like all good rolls, every single time. I don't think I'm gonna crash. Yeah, that's all nine. Nine? Um, you no longer can find where these tracks are going. Um, okay. Actually, make a perception check with disadvantage because of the smoke. Uh, Twenty-seven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you're running, you don't. You're able, Ally, to follow right. what what you think might be the path that he took. Look, the clearest path. You're sort of looking down the alleyways and stuff, and you knew he was heading south, um, and so you kind of continue on that way for a while until you sort of come back to the main road where that leads to um, Yonders, and at that point, the gap across the road is too big for you to um, cross. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll jump down and see if there's any tracks on the ground yeah. near this. I would have just been calling the ally to see if he saw anything, because I was... Make a survival check. <coughs> uh, Jeez, OP. You keep... <laughs> 19. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you can t- I'm going to find this fucking guy. Getting down to the ground, you can see that uh, there are tracks leading um, further, uh, again, south. Okay. Towards right. the unders? Like, Towards the vacancy. Uh, south? Oh, sorry. West. Yes. Ellie, did you, did you see anything? I lost. I think I lost the trail. There's little dwarven bare footprints here. Might be a good choice. I'm going to take your lead on this one. Okay. <laughs> no don't, don't see him. Just go. Should you. we wait for... Whatever the names are. Let's turn back. Do I even see them? <laughs> no. Um, I was going to say something much worse than names, so I just stopped. Yeah. Are you guys yelling or anything or trying to get their attention or you're just running it behind well, them? Well, we, have, we don't follow. even know how far behind we are at no, this point. So. That's true. Yeah. How long do you want to wait? Because they're not. you don't see them immediately. If I don't see them immediately, it's like, I, I don't really want them to get away. All right, let's go. All right. Um, is it... In, on the street, is there anything like uh, uh, made of wood, like a box or anything else? Yeah, there are crates and things like that. Okay, I'm just going to smash one with my sword. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, you smash a crate and um, a bunch of like what look like t- small metal fasteners kind of spill out onto the ground. <laughs> I think they'll get that. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, yes. <laughs> just go. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a handful of them and start dropping them as we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, you all you uh, run across the main uh, road and 
in one of the alleyways again as you kind of get deeper into the um, lower parts of the uh, forge ward. You come to a sort of widening and a uh, forked, or not forked, um, like a cross alleyway. Lying in the center of it is a person lying face down. Um, I'm actually going to slow my pace a lot by if I see like a body. Yeah, you see about like like 15 feet ahead of you. Yeah, so I'm going to actually like almost slow down to a complete stop and have my sword drawn again. Make a perception check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 14. You can hear from the person's like this like labored breathing. Their hands are sort of underneath <coughs> them. They're almost kind of like laying like a like downward facing mummy. Like, are they like their human hands are sized? Of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll approach, kind of looking down both alleys. Mm. Uh, and, are you okay, friend? He's like, help me. You can kind of see that there's blood trickling out okay. from underneath him. We'll roll him over and see what's going on. Uh, <clears throat> across his chest is this massive slash that he's sort of clutching really tightly. He says, oh, I, I didn't see what happened. Yeah, help me. Uh, take blanket out of my bag, little cobalt blanket, and like push it to him. <laughs> Alright. Um, make a uh, medicine check. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Three. Oh no! Oh, you, no. Go, <laughs> you, you go and kind of push down on <laughs> with the blanket, and he. Sort of like thinking, oh yeah, that's gonna work. He moves his arms and blood just pours out of him. Oh, don't do that! And he starts to. What do we do? Uh, find tracks. <clears throat> He's got two uh, people already. Uh, uh, Alright, uh, do I see anything? Um, what are you looking for? Tracks. <laughs> Next survival check. On the floor. Yeah. Nope. That's an eight. Oh my god. It was a four on the floor too. So As Ally is sort of like, oh shit. Digging through the body. You're, to... you're looking for tracks, and the trail seems to have gone cold. And I don't. I don't see anything. Um, a few moments later, uh, Aaron and Kaya come upon a grisly sight. And that's where we will pick it up after the break. (laughs) (laughs) Stick around, everyone. We will be right back shortly. We turn around and leave. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Duck Duck Dice. We thank you for joining us. We just got back from our break. Uh, To recap, our heroes have spent the better part of the day in the city of Horn Rock. Uh, where they delivered the oil from Kavorka to Yunder's Outfitters and Trade Goods. Um, learned about a criminal on the loose by the name of Grizzle the Fury, uh, and came upon one of his more deviant acts, a uh, murder and runaway die cart, after trying to track 
grizzle through the alleyways of Hornrock, their trail went cold at a second victim to the Fury's Rampage, who was perished on the dusty ground in an alleyway of Hornrock. Uh, Ally? He's dying, can you help? I'm, I'm not... Where's Bless? Uh, I'm not even going to think of like going into Helmy's brain right now because I'm I'm just going to be kind of kind of panicking. So I'm going to check the guy's pulse. Uh, make a medicine check. I'm going to run off and try to grab another guard or something. Okay. Um, uh, nine nine twenty. Uh, no pulse. Is that Jim? Um, sometime, um, a minute or two of kind of scurrying through the alleys and looking for people, you are eventually directed to, um, a, a guard who you bring with you back to the scene. And in a huff, he says, did you see, did you see, see which way the criminal went? I know, it's on his phone. Tweeting crazy day. <laughs> Hashtag Mondays. <laughs> oh. Die, now I'm covered in die. Oh, Serial killers, am I right? Uh, grizzle happened. Is that what the commotion was in the, in, along the main road? Yes. Apparently he... We followed him this far, and this poor chap got the worst end of him, it seems, and kind of bends down and checks vitals and this guy's, I mean, he's slack-jawed, his eyes are rolled back, he's, White. yeah, he's dead. He says, Brutal. All right, I will, I will go back to the main road and see if I can, do you know which direction he was heading? It seemed west into the well, we were following him south. Yeah, he was, we found him south from the commotion by the statue and then he came back this way west towards the vacancy thank you would you mind staying with the body until I can I'll send somebody to get it yes and he hurries back off um, and eventually um, some people in um, gold and yellow robes similar to that of the guards of Hornrock come and wrap the body and carry it away. We don't see any other tracks or hints or clues or shouts or... No blood okay. trails or... Mm-mm. Well... We could just monitor the vacancy until we find him. Perhaps not the best idea. We might find... Well, something... I mean, we could find him. Or we could find... Any number of things. We should probably find some place to stay. It's pretty late. It's getting you know, late at this point. So we're in full-on nighttime mode. Um, the area that you're in is actually fairly dark. Um, some of the surrounding alleyways sort of catch the uh, lamplight of the burning mining waste. But darkness has definitely enshrouded the city. So uh, I guess we go back to the main road and look for the bronze trumpet. And you guys are in that neighborhood now. Convenient. Yes. I think they call that baptism by bloodshed. Welcome to Hornrock. 
I hope it's not always this exciting. Yeah. Uh, I'm not complaining. I can still see the teddy bears. But now they're colorful. Might be even worse. More childish. Honestly, I think you should keep the teddy bears. I think they look like a badge of honor. They're growing on me. <laughs> like a fungus. Alright, you all. Guys, people died. The... <laughs> Gallows humor. You guys are going to the bronze trumpet? If we can find it. Okay, yeah. You're able to find some folks milling about to direct you. Um, the approach to where you are told. Um, the... We got 69 followers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I believe. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Christmas spirit right there, everyone. Well, I wasn't gonna ask what the big statue was, what the guy's name was, but now it just feels awkward to segue into His that. Kronto. It's Kronto. Uh, with a K. Um, approaching okay? the bronze trumpet, somewhat of a non-descript building. Um, it is um, the stone portion of the building is about 15 feet tall, um, with a secondary wooden story built on top. There's a, a small overhang that seems to kind of wrap around the building um, like an awning, and the sounds of um, revelry can be heard from inside, um, and you can see that there seems to be some sort of party going on inside. Outside, flanking the doors and lining some of the window sills are jars that have been dyed a variety of different colors and shades of blue and red and yellow and green um, like multicolor lights sort of embrace the outside of the tavern. Oh, so there's like lights inside like candles in them or something? Yeah. Like Easter eggs? Uh, yeah, like dyed jars that then cast sort of different colors. Is it just me, or does this place seem like it's really fond of these dyes? You know, I've noticed that. Where do you think they come from? Like, bubble up out of the ground? I don't know. I wonder if the colors mean anything. Do they smoosh insects to make them? You've not seen these lights anywhere else. And they seem... Especially placed for whatever's going on inside. Some kind of party. Sounds that way. I guess you're already dressed for the part. (laughs) Entering the tavern, uh, you come into a sort of rectangular shaped room um, with a L-shaped bar sort of in the middle. A set of stairs behind the bar seem to lead upstairs. Uh, A handful of dwarves are sort of clutched around the outer bar uh, with pints of ale in their hands. But what greets you near the doorway are a bunch of, oddly enough, wood elves. All in green tunics and red hats. Um, And along the ceiling are more of these strands of glass jars that are hung together with candles creating a brilliant dancing of various colored lights around the room. Um, Tall red candles are lit on each of the uh, tables about the room, and there are small boxes, delicately wrapped, 
placed on all of the tables. And as you enter, one of the wood elves approaches uh, with two mugs of ale in his hand. He says, Welcome, friends, to the Feast of Papa Santo! <laughs> and he reaches forward and hands you two mugs of ale. The Feast of... I'm sorry, what was that? And he kind of like drunkenly curtsies and says, We, the merry ones, are celebrating the feast of Papa Santo. Please, come, be merry. Take enjoyment in our time on this most festive of days. And you can see that there is just sort of like drunken revelry amongst the dozen or so wood elves uh, that are <coughs> feasting and merrymaking. What kind of food is there? Um, it looks like uh, there are there are hams and skewers of potatoes um, and some sort of green soup going around. Um, and there is just a cask of ale on one of the tables that is being freely poured into mugs and distributed to everyone in the bar. Is there a roast goose? Or a roast beast? Uh, to the uh, left of the, actually to the right, where it kind of opens up and there's more tables and where a lot of these folks are, um, there is kind of a roaring hearth. Um, nothing roasting over it, though. I feel like Jack Skellington right now. And in the corner. <laughs> and in the corner, a small little crutch. Oh, God. <laughs> What's this? Well, <laughs> <laughs> is there a innkeeper nearby? There's somebody kind of um, behind the bar, sort of like yeah, uh, behind the bar, kind of frantically cleaning up glasses off. Like empty glasses are kind of being piled on the table. He's clearing them off, and uh, some of the other patrons around the bar look a little like. What the F? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the um, party going on in the rest of the, the spot. I'm glad somebody Who's else is confused. Papa Santo, my friend. Papa Santo, the patron of joy and merriment and good tidings to all. Is he like an elf thing? Or? <laughs> he is... Not of this world. He's of spirit, of the embodiment of that which he represents. And through him and worship of him, we, the merry ones, are made joyful and festive. Cool. <laughs> Lex is already eating. <laughs> yeah. I like merry and festive. Well, then grab a drink, my friend. And here. He reaches over to a table and gives you this little box. Roll D100 for me. <laughs> oh. Oh god. Not this again. It's a wand of wonder. Uh, 76. I don't think he'll ever give you a wand of wonder. <laughs> yeah, please. All right. Dear god, no. So do you open the box? Yeah. Okay. Uh, as you open it up, um, it says, uh, the book title is Cleaver's Guide to Manners and Etiquette. A primer in the fancier things of life. I'll start reading it. <laughs> As you open it up, a four-leaf clover falls out of the book. Fancy. 
<laughs> he says, yeah, actually, what am I doing? All of you deserve gifts. And huh? he hands each of you, all three of you, please roll D100 for me. The food's an arm. I don't think I've ever actually rolled D100 before. Ever, in any D&D game I've ever played. Ooh, Plus, 98. What'd you get? Uh, 48. 48. What the fuck? <laughs> he rolled uh, 49. <laughs> 48, yeah. uh, you open the box and you have a glass orb filled with water in which swims a clockwork goldfish. That is pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Kyle, what'd you roll? 98. Too bad I'm not a cleric. But 100 GP. <laughs> you open your box <laughs> and you find a glass jar containing lard with a label that reads Griffin Grease. <laughs> I put it back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> put it on the table and slap out for another one. Uh, would you roll? 49. 49. In your box, there is a silver spoon with an M engraved on it. Cool. Can I try to, like, sneakily put it back in the box and, like, reach for a different one? Make a slight hand check. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, well, a pile of grunt stuff. I forgot about that. It ain't great. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it ain't great. It's like nine. The junk and wood elf kind of look like... As you're doing this. Were you not pleased with your gift? Do you want another? Well, you see, the thing is, I'm... Was our token of generosity not enough for you? I'm deathly allergic to griffins. Make a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> this is just going to go down. That's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's it's 16. Haven't you ever heard of re-gifting? You don't have to just... You can keep it and give it to somebody else. Extend the positivity forward. Oh, that's a good idea. And I'll just reach out here. I wrapped that one myself. I don't want it back. Don't you believe in the joy of giving? I thought that's what this was about. He just kind of starts drinking his ale and walks away. <laughs> good, one. good one. Good one. Can you I said, you do said it. detect magic on the goldfish? Uh, sure. Right. Yeah. You said my spoon was silver with an M engraved on it, right? Yes. <clears throat> um, so, you guys watch as Lex holding this glass orb filled with water and a clockwork fish inside of it. You see as his eyes kind of go white and there's this still conscious silence sort of emanating from him. But nothing else happens. I got a fish. (laughs) The merrymaking continues around you. Very cool. I go over to the bar mm-hmm. and I see if I can get the innkeeper's attention. Uh, there is a uh, middle-aged dwarf with brown hair um, and <coughs> a very sort of poofed-out beard. It doesn't really grow down more, but it's out. Um, and you can see there's kind of like sweat coming out from his armpits under his shirt as he's like scrubbing um uh what are they called cups 
Mugs. Word for that. Mugs. Yes. Steins. Steins. I wanted a word more glamorous than cups, and that's all I could come up with. <laughs> washing cups. Um, Goblets. And um, you know, clearing plates and, and, and things like that. Hey, what, what can I do for you? Uh, you wouldn't happen to have any wine, would you? Oh, I've got a bottle of some good stuff I can crack open for you. I don't really get much uh, appetite for wine, though. That, that, that'll be good. And um, some rooms, if you have any open as well? Rooms are one silver piece a night. It's going to be ten gold pieces for the bottle. Sounds good. All right, then. How many of you? Uh, do we think Bless is going to come back? She might. Oh, uh, five of us then, so ten sure? gold and five silver. I'll just kind of like put my hand on his shoulder and like drift off for a second and pop into Helmy and see what Bless is up to. Um, the vision that Helmy, that, that you, what you can see through Helmy's eyes is um, Helmy is perched on top of some sort of stone structure um, that seems to have the roof and some of the structural foundation has been collapsed inward. Um, but there are tarps and small tents sort of propped up. And by torchlight, it seems that Bless is working alongside these green-robed folks um, with some sort of construction or repair of a building. Um, I don't think Bless is coming. She seems really busy. All right, four rooms then. All right then. You want to pay by the day? Or you want me to start a tab? I just pass over the ten gold and five silver. Okay. And he slides you uh, five keys. Just up the stairs to the back, and as, as he kind of dunks his arms back down into these bins of sudsy water as he's scrubbing. Does he give me a like, bottle? Of yes, wine? yes, in the wine. Okay. Yes. Uh, so I hand out the keys. Here you guys go. Uh, I got rooms for us all. Um, I'm gonna go retire early. And I take the bottle line up with me. You paid for all of our rooms? Yeah, I say. I assume there's an upstairs. Mm-hmm. As I'm going upstairs. Yeah, I have a long day. I'm going to bed too. <laughs> Still eating. <laughs> um... I'm going to look around at all the red-capped elves and um, look to see if any of them look a little less drunk. Make an insight check. I'm rolling so average tonight. Twelve. Um, Awful. Great. Average. The, the drunk elf that came over to you Everywhere. seems to have passed out at a table where there's um, three other elves who seem to be chuckling to themselves but are not staggering or seeming too wasted. Uh, I will grab my drink and like just kind of sit, if there's room to sit beside them or come in, and I'll say in Elvish, where do you hail from, friends? One of them says... Well, if it isn't the re-gifter. <laughs> I'm Elvish. sorry. I've never celebrated a Papa Santos feast before. Have you ever received a gift before? Well, 
Yes, I have. But I ate it immediately. So I didn't really have a chance to... You hear them kind of like, Was she had eaten the griffin grease? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to be rude, and I'm sorry. Yes, well, in the spirit of Papa Santo, we must move past transgressions and continue with the merrymaking. And they sort of are just like... That seems like it would be filled with goodwill. I was really hoping to be like a tar and feathering or something. <laughs> and I'll just quietly sit like nearby and I'll just listen to them for a while. Drinking my drink. Alright. Alright, so what are you doing? You see Eden? Eden probably watching this clockwork goldfish. This is fascinating. <laughs> it is. I mean it's like how, how do you how does it not run out? This is amazing. This is, <laughs> I'll name it later. What are the rooms like upstairs? Like simple. Very simple. It's like a ten foot wide hallway. Um, it looks like there's probably a dozen or so rooms. Um, and there are sort of wood wooden panels on the outsides that say, you know, occupied, vacant. Um, and very simple beds, sort of a table and chair set up in each one with a bowl of water for washing up. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Are all five of our rooms like in order? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, it's you guys are sort of in the middle of, or you guys kind of make up one side of the other rooms or the hallway. Yeah, I go all the way down to the last one. I take that. Um, actually, while I'm downstairs, I notice Kaya sitting off kind of by herself. Yeah. Looking sad, I guess. Yeah, kind of getting the cold shoulder from the elves. All right, everything is as it should be. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll notice. I'll notice Kaya sitting dejected and alone, and I'll take my, my mechanical goldfish. And I'll uh, get up and wander over to her table. Why do I feel like art is imitating life right now? <laughs> that's that's almost as deep as the, I have never belonged anywhere. Uncomfortable. <laughs> Uncomfortable. What's um, up, Lex? I just noticed you were sitting at the table alone and it seemed weird. Oh, I'm just listening. You just didn't look comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of an uncomfortable situation, you're right. You want to see the fish? Yes, it's very cool. Does it just do that? Yeah, I don't know how. A wow. giant plate of cookies gets slided down the table. <laughs> In front of you, and the other elves start eating up the cookies. <laughs> Just take one. <laughs> I don't take one. I'm not feeling very Christmassy. <laughs> you good? Because Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kaya, I was wondering, were you able to figure anything out about that arrowhead I gave you? Well, I figured out the school of magic on it, but I haven't figured out what it does yet. I was thinking that maybe tonight I would work a little harder and see if I could figure it out. I know there's a way I could do it immediately, like while we're sitting here, but I don't have everything I need to do that. What, is there anything I can help with? Well, if you see someone selling gems or jewelry, things like that, let me know. 
Um, I'll look around and see if there's anyone with jewelry. Um, make a perception check. Uh-oh. I specified selling. Uh, 16. 16? Um, the dwarves seem to have on... Um, the, the, like, the bartender has a gold hoop earring in one ear, um, and some of the dwarves are wearing sort of common pieces of jewelry on their fingers, wrists, and necks. Anything with, like, gemstones? Um, one of them is wearing a silver ring with a red gem in it on his middle finger. His oh, right hand. I'll go wander over to them. Okay. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you're having a happy feast day. Um, this is only my second one, so I'm still kind of getting used to it. The food's not bad. I don't give a damn about Papa Santo or whatever. No. Well, uh, I know a lot of the kids back in the town I came from were excited about it, but um, I hope this isn't rude, but. I have a associate who needs help getting gems. I noticed you had one. I was wondering if maybe I could trade for it. I have this fish and a cookie. <laughs> help! <laughs> says, Damn, the fish is pretty cool. Well, I'm not interested in the cookie, but that goldfish is kind of interesting. Somebody roll D100 for me. I'll do it. This is on my behalf anyway. 64. <laughs> Says, well, that's a better gift than those elves gave me. I got a pyramid of sticky black incense that smells very bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is terrible. <laughs> I'll put it away. <laughs> do you want to trade for that? Instead of the gemstone? He kind of looks at his fingers and says, I would need a little bit more than a goldfish for this. How much more? Five gold pieces. I have five gold. <laughs> Alright. Do you want the fish too? Oh yeah. <laughs> the gold and the fish. I'll give you the ring. Goodbye, Goldie Finn. <laughs> he spits on his hand. Pulls off the ring. And it's like this big. <laughs> like, Jesus. It's, he's got these like really thick dwarven hands. Um, and you see that it's a um, sort of a tarnished silver with a... Uh, some sort of small red gem in it. Um, this is good trade. And he goes back to his. <laughs> and they start just like tapping on the glass. The goldfish goes belly up. <laughs> <laughs> Goldyfin, no. <laughs> it's like the girl in Finding Nemo. Saving Finding Nemo. I don't know how to restart it. <laughs> It's not dead, it's still around. <laughs> <laughs> I come back up to the table. Well, I got this. What's this? 
It's a gemstone. Was somebody selling gemstones? Well, I had to trade my fish, too. Lex, you shouldn't have done that. Why did you do that? Because I wanted to find out what the arrowhead that I got was. You should have just waited. I was going to figure it out. Oh, I got it done faster. This isn't what I need. It turns out she doesn't like gifts from anyone. <laughs> you should have kept your fish. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I'll figure it out. If you want it back now, you can have it back, but I'll, I'll try to get it figured out by morning. That's okay. I just wanted to try and get things working on it, I guess. Anyways, I don't need this. <laughs> I was already working on it. You want a cookie? No, thank you. Alright. Why don't you have mine? I'll pass some cookies over. Thanks. I just head upstairs. <laughs> I listen to the red cat elves. Do I hear any of what they're saying? Make a perception check. Just talking shit about you. <laughs> Probably. First she's a re-gifter. And then she's giving off the cookies. Fifteen. She's eavesdropping on the elves. <laughs> they're... Are they speaking in common or are they speaking in Elvish? Elvish. That's what he's Um... They're whispering to each other. I would say you can't hear what they're talking about, but they're definitely like, mmm, this girl. I'll just uh, get out my book. And I'll just make a couple of notes in Elvish. Don't piss <laughs> I write that in Elvish. <laughs> and I just kind of sigh and close my book, and I'll head upstairs too. Alright. When I get upstairs, I'm gonna spend some time cleaning off all my shit. Spread it all out on the floor, press the digitate until it looks normal again. <laughs> However long that takes. Um and then uh, just to just to practice, look at my book out, and I will not ritual, but I'll just cast detect magic regularly. Say anything glow that I've never seen glow before. On your person, like within thirty feet of me. Uh, in your ten foot room. Yeah, it goes no. through over. It goes through a foot of stone. So anything less than a foot of stone. So. So you. What do you have? You have the arrowhead. Mm-hmm. You see that? You see the, the gem. gem. You see that? You've done that one before, though, haven't yeah. you? Yes. Um, I think that's it. Okay. What, what room? the ring I just gave you. Huh? What room is she in? Uh, um, I've seen your ring glow, too. You guys, there's one room. So there's six rooms on each side. The one room was vacant, and then... Or was occupied, and then you guys have the rest sort of along the right side. Is Lex within 30 feet of me? Um, yeah. Is he still Technicolor? Mm. It should be behind cover, though. Yeah, I don't think you can. Can you, you can see magic beyond inch of, <clears throat> inch of lead. Yeah, a foot of stone, an inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood. 
Okay. Um, you can see sort of a where. Well, where are you? Like, where? Which room are you? I guess which room are you're you? You're in room five. In? You went up next. Did you go right next to his room? I'd probably go to just the first room. Okay. Um, there's some, like this is the hallway, and then there's. I mean, the rooms are not very big. Like ten by ten. I would have probably went next door to. So it doesn't our, matter. I should be within thirty feet of you. So this is. Dirt on the other side. Dirt. Oh, what? Right here. What do you mean? That's one? off the. It's off the map. I don't Where think it really matters for the. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So just draw it that way. You can't see this one. Is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Wall. <laughs> the secret, secret hallway. Doors here. <laughs> So Eric's here. This is this one's taken. <laughs> the first one then. Okay, so this is ally. Um, yeah, it would be me next. Probably. You're, you're yeah. here. Okay. And then <laughs> vacant four. Um, bless. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'm within range. <laughs> Yeah, you can, you can see Lex's form sort of laid out horizontally on a bed, probably. Um, sort of glimmering with a little bit of color. Um, you can also see... Um, you can also see um, a ring on Eret's finger. Um, you can see um, Ally's water jug. I think that's it. But is he still the same technicolor colors he was yeah, before? Yeah, but it's very muted right now um, in comparison to when you've seen him before. Okay. Um, I'm After I clean all my stuff up, I'm going to take some time, an hour, with the arrowhead and just kind of turn it over in my hands and try to figure out what it does. Doesn't it only work if you can attune to it, though? I don't think so. You, you I don't think the way that it's written in the DMG, that's exactly how it works. I think it's, you can attune to something. I don't think you can figure out what the thing does just by spending sure it's doing it. I don't think we've been I made a note about it. goosey with the I made a note about it somewhere. I just gotta find my so. note. Um, you want me to wait until I get a pearl? That's fine. You, well, what did we do for the... Because you just used the water thing. He told oh, me, he told I you asked what, him what it was. did, yeah. yeah. Um, how do we do the gem? I spent an hour with hour? it. Hour? Okay. Um, I think we made an arcana check, too. Yeah. So make an arcana check. Um, 18. 18. Uh, the arrowhead is, uh, green, emitting conjuration magic. Mm-hmm, I um, And it seems to be contain some sort of variant on the um, entangle spell. Okay. Oh yeah, it says you can just fuck around with it, any item for yeah. an hour. That's what I thought. That actually kind of makes identify a lot worse in some ways. Except for potions. Yeah. And anything that isn't consumable, immediately consumable, like a potion or a scroll. Uh, yeah. And then after all of those things, 
I will have a hard time going to sleep in a big old room by myself. Alright. So, the sounds of merriment below eventually go quiet as you all rest peacefully. But Kaya, you hear and as you what we're wondering I should appear as you <laughs> sit up <laughs> you see in your room are two of the wood elves and they say the spirit of giving is not with you and the spirit of Papa Santo is vengeful and they go You see, conjuring in the room is this ghost with this flowing white beard and a large bulbous belly. Its lower half is sort of emitting this green and red smoke and these hollow eyes say, Someone's been very naughty. (laughs) And I need you to roll initiative. Having a bad day! This is a really bad day! This is a really bad day. Uh. Eleven. Alright, uh, can you please, uh... This is the worst Christmas ever. Can you put yourself in the, uh, in the room? I thought it was a little weird that we drew out a map. But it makes sense now. Sorry, so I was say, there's actually a bed there, like right there. If so they're wanna... kind of like standing around you, or oops. You wanna... you wanna... Oh, you have a bed. What was this guy? Papa Santo? Papa Santo. Um, Santo. Your bed's too big. Um, yeah, your bed's too big. <laughs> it's not that big a bed. A ten foot bed? <laughs> yeah, it's huge. <laughs> it's a very big bed. Oops. And why don't you guys put yourselves in your rooms as well? I uh, yeah. <gasps> Mage armor's still up. Yeah. Cause I cast it on the chase. It's eight hours, right? Eight yeah. hours. We yeah. came back here and went straight to bed, pretty much. Yeah. Well, some of us left to some wood elves, but. Tumblr yes, major is still up. <laughs> All right, let me roll some shit. Um, how long would you say it's been since, like, I went to bed? Um, you went to bed the earliest. Um. So you guys probably got in around like 10 or so. You went to bed almost immediately. Um, probably five hours, six hours. Okay. Um, uh, this is gonna ruin Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure you were Are we all rolling initiative? Yeah, why doesn't everyone roll initiative? I assume you'll probably yell or something. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We'll, we'll see. You guys roll initiative and we'll, we'll go from there. I hate that. Alright. Um, 
Maybe I should have rolled the duck. Oh, I should have rolled the duck. I need a new dice box, is what I really need. We have the other one All right, on the other um, side of this upstairs if you want to try that. I need a, a wider box. Yeah. <laughs> 15, or 20 to 25. 24. 20. What the hell? 19. <laughs> so, 20. Everyone but me. Or, what'd you get, Ellen? 24. Oh, so you're up here. And then, you're it. Kyle, what'd you roll? 11. Should you just stand? That you can just put them Yeah, that's a oh, Come on. Well, we're Oh, this sucks for me. We're in right in Alright. Um, so you are awake. <coughs> oh, you're sitting up in your bed, so I won't say you're prone. Um, Aren't there three enemies? Oh. Mm. Yeah, this is the elves. This is the. Oh, okay. Santo. Santo. Sandy Claus. Alright. I really feel like Jack Skellington now. Ally's asleep. Lex is asleep. Era is asleep. The two wood elves. um, This is great able Spring upon you. He's a generic brand. (laughs) With uh, scimitars that they have pulled out from their tunics. (laughs) Okay. I feel like the Santa elves in this universe could really stand to chill. <laughs> Either that, or You're the not, ones in this you? universe would you? be more awesome. Did what? you use my stat block for Santa's elves? No, no, no. Okay. Oh. <laughs> no, that would be um, great. That is, uh... <laughs> Why, everything that is like 15 out of 20. Huh? 15 out of 20. 15 misses. Okay, so 20 hits. Uh, you take no, but that would be so mean. <laughs> you take two slashing damage. You're the one that has a Christmas spirit. As the elves uh, <laughs> descend so upon you and start attacking you in your bed. Um, <laughs> two, your, just two. Yes. Okay. It is your turn. Honestly, uh-huh. this could not have happened to a better person. <laughs> <laughs> as a real human, I am the most full of Christmas spirit. This is so sad. Uh. Um, Can't um, try to re-gift it back to the house. <laughs> <laughs> Just steal another one. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna be confused, but very angry, and I'm not gonna care, and I'm just going to move my hands as fast as I can and cast Ice Knife at the one that just stabbed me. Did you say anything? Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a verbal component to it, so I'll yell Ice, or whatever it is. That <laughs> it, I, is a, it would be a disadvantage, though. Half of it. Right. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, roll an attack of disadvantage. Ooh. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, Who are you attacking? The one that attacked me. Hit they you. both did. Oh, I mean, the one that so, hit me. so the one um, further into the room hit you. I'm probably smart enough to realize to attack the other guy, but oh well. That's not what I did. So, um, 16. Uh, 16 hits. Uh, uh, that's a d10 of piercing. No, second level. I take that back. I forgot I've got second level spells now. Do you have fireball yet? You stop asking, because no, I don't have fireball yet. It'd be really bad right now, too. We'll talk about wood walls. Um, so that's nine piercing. No, is it 2d10? It's 2d10, right? Second level? I mean, I feel like the ice would just... No, that one's still the same. So it's just nine. Nine piercing damage. She is using snow against Santa Claus. Um, and then uh, 2d6 cold damage. I want these two. Immune. Probably. 
Um, whatever, whoever makes the save. Um, the ice shards shoot out and do not seem to affect any of I'm in bad shape, the then. elves or the ghosts. And the Papa Santos spear just... <laughs> um, then I'm going to take a free action and go, Fuck! <laughs> Help! <laughs> All right. Um, how should I do waking people up? Like... <coughs> oh. Make a make a make a make a performance check. Okay, <gasps> sure. Yeah, okay, sure. Eleven. <laughs> you guys all wait. What's eleven? You yell, but nobody seems to awake. I, what I did is I matched it against their passive percep. If you make meet their passive perceptions while they're sleeping, they will wake up. <laughs> No one heard the loud crunch of light of ice. Um, what? No, it has to. She has to yell loud enough to reach your passive perception. That's backwards then, because yeah. my yeah. higher perception it means it's higher, harder to wake them up. Oh, harder to wake them up. That's right. Yeah. So how can I do that? When you can have like set the uh, difference between the two be a threshold. What would the difference? Or reverse it. So like, if you're fourteen, I should have to roll under their passive perception. Instead no, of, it would be like you would. Yeah. Well, I like okay. that idea. So like you would have to roll a six or higher for mine because I'm a fourteen. So like the fourteen down would be to six. Would be yeah. So minus. So anybody who has a passive perception of Nine. eight higher than eight nine. would have heard nine. Yes, nine would have heard it. Okay. Sure, but I don't know. I, I don't know. That's the only I can think of on the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you rolled an 11, right? I would say it would be probably easy for you to yell and wake everybody up. So it'd probably be like a DC of like 10, would be my guess. So we'll say you all are awake. Are awake. That's good. But you all are prone. And we all heard, all we heard was Kaya yell fuck. And yes. help. Oh, did I hear fuck that? Fuck help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Someone's having a good time when I roll back over. The, um,. The spirit of Papa Santo says, That's very naughty language, as he <laughs> reaches out at you with a, uh, a spectral hand um, that's sort of glittering in white. Um, that is a 11 to hit. No! Alright. So you manage to hide under the covers. Dodge <laughs> <laughs> the hand. Nothing. I'm searching wake up. Here, I'll show you. This is what I found when I searched wake up. What does that say? It's like... Oh. Cloud gear. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Um, yes, yeah, so this, the, the spectral hand touches, uh, reaches out to touch you, and you swat it away with a pillow. Um, it is now Ally's turn. You, can, you heard... <coughs> Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, no, 5, so 20 yeah. to stand up, 5, 10, 15, 20, I can't get there, but I'll get to, to here. Okay. I'm waiting for the door to fly open so I can sidestep it. Alright, uh, Lex. Actually, right, no, uh, I will dash to 
pop the door open and see what the fuck's going on. You pop the door open and <clears throat> you, as you do, you notice that there are incorporeal snowflakes drifting down within the room. Um, and this holly jolly spirit turns around and with these hollow eyes, just, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you take that back. There is nothing jolly about this spirit. <laughs> I could fit you in a stocking. That's racist. That's racist. Very nice. That's racist. <laughs> uh, Lex. All right, so I would have noticed before I went to bed, What's like the general construction of this uh, room? Oh god. Uh, the walls look pretty solid. Yeah, I mean they're made of wood. Wood? Yeah. Are you gonna Kool-Aid man? Really room? want to? <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna bust into where I'm standing? Sleeping? I wasn't sleeping. Laying down. Maybe. Oh my god. Look. You do what you do. What Lex, do, what you do? Has, Lex has a big heart. What, what are you doing? Um, three sizes that day. <laughs> so Lex hears the stuff going uh, going on from Kaya's room, and wake or stands up, is immediately enraged. <laughs> so you're raging? Yeah. I'll roll a d8 for me. Forgot that part. <laughs> oh man, I'm so excited. Oh no. Alright, we spun the wheel of wild magic. What'd you roll? That was a four. So, uh, you. There is beams of light shoot out from under the doorway. This yellow light you can see coming out from Lex's room. Fucked up night for us. As. Oh, this is gonna be great. Glittering, shimmering veil sort of takes over your essence and sticks with you. Uh, you now have plus two to your AC. Yeah. I'm gonna charge the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um. I'm gonna die. Are you trying to like shoulder ram through it? Or? Yeah. Okay. Sword straight. Um, I'm gonna die. <laughs> make a. Um, Bummer. <laughs> Wow. Make an athletics check Kill to try to Christmas. bust through the freaking door or wall. By Santa. By Santa. Oh, it's an athletics check, so that's, and I'm raging, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. By Dollar General Santa. <laughs> uh, that's a 24. Okay. Um, I thought I had some stuff on here for breaking. Uh, yeah. Um, also, I'm glowing bright yellow. <laughs> I think it's. You definitely roll. It's just trying to body slam through it. Um, I mean, he definitely hurts it. Like the AC, like he definitely got past the AC. I'm not sure what kind of damage running at it will do. I mean, if it's an unarmed strike, I think it's just a fixed value because I don't actually do all these things today. Yeah. Lots of stuff. Thank goodness we all have so many different versions. Everyone's got, and we can all check our sources. While well, Santa tries to kill me. I just didn't think somebody was In the true Christmas spirit. Sure. 
think this is a good time to mention to stream and chat that I spent two hours today decorating our studio for Christmas because I'm filled with the spirit of Christmas. Show, can show over there. So yeah, I think I'll just I'm gonna give you a quick a quick studio tour while I uh, look this one up. So Wood has an ACF 15. Just give you the quick. Okay, so he yeah. passes that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just a quick. A just a barrel quick, or a chandelier around. has okay. around yeah. 18 hit points. All of our all of our Christmas spirit. So I would say a wall has more than that. Uh, Probably. A 10 foot by 10 foot window is 27 hit points. Yeah, that's oh, a 10 average. foot by 10 foot window though. So like, oh what? This, is, know, this is a structural wall. Oh, oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm probably not going to get through that. I, I, yeah, I think you trying to charge through it, you definitely thing? dent the wall, but you yeah, don't break through it. Yeah. All right. Do you want, do you want to roll it's damage or do you just want to just have it so that... Hmm? It's in the player's hand. No, no. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say do like improvised damage. damage. So do 1d4. Um, or is, is improvised damage 1 plus... No, it's a D4 plus... It's one plus strength. One plus strength. If yeah. you've got Tavern Brawler, it's yeah. a D4 plus strength. Yeah, so that's uh, seven. Seven. So, <laughs> amongst all the snowflakes, you guys just see as this, like, ball like, comes out of Kaya's wall right near her head, and, like, dust kind of, like, drifts down amongst some of the snowflakes that are drifting down. Okay, now I worry right. that my world is actually ending. Uh, and, there's, and there's sort of, like, you can see... Beams of yellow light, sort of like shooting through the the wall. Uh, in well, since I'm already over there, I'm just gonna go out the door and into the hallway right next to Ally. So you used half your movement speed to get up. Yeah. So I only have 15 feet to move, and I would have used what is that five feet to get across the room. Mm -hmm. So then I'm. So that's 15, and then five. So that's 20, 25, 30. Yeah. Okay. Um, Eric. It would have been cool. Um, uh, so I will get up, round down on... Yes. Okay. Or no, you round up, right? Because, yeah, it, well, it would be... No, you always round you have down. Because you have what? Which 25. Is 25. Oh, so is it 10 or 15? I can't remember. I think it's always down. I think D&D &D is always you down. You always roll down, so it would be 10. So I think there's like four exceptions to that. 5, 10, 15, and I'm out in the hallway, and I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Alright. So I really just see them in the hallway. No one else is coming out from any You've other. You've heard, fuck, help, and... Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You also but... heard crash. Because yeah. I ice knifed. Oh, yeah, you would have heard an explosion. The okay. real question is, There's anyone else commotion. from the other side of the hall coming out? Uh, you... There are a few people who are like kind of peeking out, but quickly they close their doors. Like I don't know what's going on. Here. There's a glowing man on the bench. Does it feel any better? I don't know what's going on either. The two uh, wood elves attack you again with scimitars. Uh, that is a natural one on one and a fifteen on the other. They miss because it's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so as they're striking at you, you're kind of holding up your hands, and, and this shimmering orb um, is—you're almost like blocking their blades, your, their attacks with your bare hands. They ding, ding, like metal on metal, and they're looking fairly. Perplexed. I have my crystal dagger out too because I'm using that for my spells. Cool. Uh, it is your turn, Kyle. Um, noticing that ice didn't do shit, I'm going to move my hands in a different method, and I'm going to cast Scorching Ray instead. Alright. I'm going to hit 
I'm going to try to kill Papa Santo. Alright. I'm going to hit him with all three. At disadvantage. Do I roll for each one or do I roll for... Scorching Ray? Uh, I think you just roll for... It's the same one every time? Let me just... Let me... It's one. I think it's each one. It's twelve either way. Well, it's twelve if it's each one. Uh, the first one is twelve, regardless. Make a range spell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For each. Oh, round. for each way. So it's twelve. <clears throat> uh, twelve, twelve, um, fifteen. And you're doing all these at Papa Santo. Yeah. All right. Uh, all those hit. All of them hit? Okay. Yeah, you wrote all three 12s, right? Yeah, 12 yep. or higher. Okay, so 2d6 for each one. Nine, 10, 10 fire damage, 29 fire damage. All right. Sorry, Santa. Santo. Um, as he's engulfed in flames, um, and you feeling sort of the raw arcane energy and just the, the brute force that you are throwing this spell um, at the spectral Papa Santo. Um, as the flames dissipate, he his essence is sort of flickering, but he's still standing. The flames kind of seem to almost wrap around him rather than like really hit him at his core. Um, it is now Papa Santo's turn. Um, and, uh, he again reaches out at you with a glowing hand. 23. Shield. What does that take it up to? Uh, I think that should be enough. Let me see. It's plus five. Yeah. No, it's one too many. No, it won't matter. I don't cast shield. Okay. So, you take... Uh, you take 11 necrotic damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Them chill touch those. That was gonna be a 20. Oh no, it's only 9. Your hit point max is reduced by 11 hit points. It's not chill touch. That's real That's bad. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's more than half. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get killed by Sienna. <laughs> <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> uh, and as it kind of like, oh, like, you see him almost like absorb some of your life essence. Um, and. Merry <laughs> Christmas. I'm gonna have nightmares now. <laughs> Says, mm, your life force is as sweet as sugar cookies. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, this is not where I expected tonight to it go. It is now Allies' turn. <laughs> this is Bye. the worst Christmas. <laughs> okay. It's my turn. Uh, oh, I gave away my day. Okay, I'm going to unarmed strike. Uh, can I reach this guy? Uh, no. Okay, then I'll punch Santo. Okay. Uh, tw- 
24 hits. Uh, 7 damage. And I will use a key point to... The, it kind of just like... You, as you're trying to like hit where you think his vitals are, you seem to be making contact, but not directly with the essence that's like keeping this incorporeal creature here. Okay. I will use a key point and use Flurry of Blows. Uh, 19. 19 hits. 6. Uh, and he can't take reactions. Okay. And I'm going to hit him again. Alright. Uh, natural 20, so then it's just that dice, right? Plus... Yep. Okay, so... 8, 9. 9? Yeah. And I will try to... knock him prone. Alright. Dex save 12. If he's not immune. He doesn't get knocked prone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he is like flickering in and out. Like, there's not, like, you can tell that he's sort of losing grip on this plane. And uh, I say, this isn't very subtle of you. Lex. First uh, question. Yeah. Got a gift for you, Santo. Do I have any rem- re- like memories of stories oh, of Papa Santo back from when I was in Sorry. Dagger Bluff? Because I would have been no, doing one you of actually no, mm, I don't think you would have heard of Papa, Papa Santo. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Cool. Uh, I'm still gonna walk in through the door, see all this, and just like, what is going on here? <laughs> just right. glowing gold, apparently. Yes, as this heavenly light. <coughs> so you're standing here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, this this yellow light just begins to emanate into the room. Uh, Kai, you're just confused as this glowing figure sort of silhouettes behind Papa Santo. Making him almost like translucent, this shining gold figure. Does Papa Santa respond at all? Um, trying to think of Christmas puns. You uh, can stop. And he says, My mind didn't think you would blitzen in here so quickly. <laughs> Answer the question, fat man. <laughs> I have the sword raise. You're quite the dasher, aren't you? If I wasn't at seven hit points, I'd say, can I take one psychic damage? But I think it's just me personally, not Kaya, taking the one psychic damage. Are you doing anything? If, if, if he's not going to actually answer the question, I'm just going to attack what, him. What, what did you say to him? I, I, I was, what's going on in here? Um, I'm bleeding. It, yeah. Um, so we're taking care of a very naughty girl. I need an adult. No peeking when Papa Santos around. That's it. I'm killing him. <laughs> Roll attack. Uh, friggin' hell. Yeah. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, roll damage. Hits. Please kill uh, Santa. Uh, sixteen <laughs> slashing damage. As you swing the blade. Almost, you kind of like short swing. This is the first time you kind of swung this new sword, and you're like very like you're not used to the little yeah. weight. And you, and as you cut through, um, you see 
the sort of color and distinct shapes of what makes up Papa Santo begin like fade, and there are bits of white puffs and in, in, um, flakes of, of um, cold swirling around in him like a globe, and he poof, he pops, and you hear as he fades out of existence and says, No ho ho! <laughs> and I'm just shooting daggers at both the elves. Yes. As this glowing figure bursts into the room. Uh, Eric. Uh, I'm gonna run into the room. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Yeah, you get Alright. And I'm gonna stab... Does one of the elves look injured? Yes, the one... Um, I'm gonna that stab one. that one with a rapier. Alright. 16. 16 hits. Roll damage, add your sneak attack. <laughs> I don't even remember what that is now. I think it's 2. two. He starts at 2. It starts at 1. Does it? Well, at this point it's 2. Yeah, it's 2 and 6. How much HP do you actually have? Left? Max? Uh, New max or 17? old max? 17. You stab Nine. into the elf through uh, its oh, what chest is, what is your and it's pull your sword out, and as you do... Huh? 20. There seems to be a cookie stuck on the end of your rapier <clears> as <throat> the elf falls to the ground dead. Cool, and then I'm gonna be like, Kaya! You are very cheerful! <laughs> and uh, you get, what is that? Uh, aid on the next attack? An aid or an aid? aid. Oh, it's the help action. Alright, the other <laughs> elf is up and is going to attack you again. Uh. That is a 23. Shield still doesn't matter. No! Oh, no. Uh, but for only two slashing damage. Oh, good. Uh, and now it is your turn. Uh-huh. I was going to have a ally here do first aid. Hey, it worked once before. <laughs> Save someone. Stabilize someone. I don't remember who, but... Um... <laughs> Shows how much it mattered. <laughs> Where's the last one? Yeah. It's the silver-looking person. Okay, um, I'm going to do not say that. <laughs> that does not make me feel better. <laughs> what are you talking about? Huh? Oh, when I asked you the last one, I just said, oh. I think it was Miriam. I don't need to... Okay, alright. So, um, I'm gonna grab my dagger and I'm gonna move my hands and I'm going to cast Sleep and I'm gonna aim it behind me, um, like out past the wall, just so that the 20 feet ends in front of me. I really hope well, there's like some random passerby. I wanna just get the one guy, like so as much as I can get the last elf. If I get one of us, I guess it doesn't matter. Does it, does sleep? Does it have to be? A... Does it affect yourself? Yeah. Can you aim it in a spot you can't physically see though? I think so. Thanks for joining us tonight, everyone. Yeah, while well, I read my spells. Well, we all rose again, again. ourselves. Well, you are immune to sleep, aren't you? It's not evocation. Oh, as an elf. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it can't put me to sleep. Magic can't put me to They're elves, too. Never mind. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, they're, they're your strap block. <laughs> no, they're not. I'm a half elf. I'm not gonna do that. But I'm just gonna fucking magic missile this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roll attack. 
Or, I mean, roll your... Roll damage. It's three at first level, right? Or yeah. is it four? Three. Okay. Five, ten, three. Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen force damage to the one in front of me. I always like to do this. Can I just, like, punch it in the face and have the magic missile, like, point blank? Yeah. I want to aim it right here, right into their face. So you hop up on your bed and reach your hand out, and as you do, this energy crawls up your arm, and three ice-looking spikes embed into the elf's face. Lays up against the wall and just says, Mary... <laughs> falls down dead. As he falls down, the blood leaves like a like a fir tree shape. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna say like a stocking. Um, and yeah, there was a blood angel. <laughs> a few moments later, the um, I just look at everybody <clears throat> and say, "God bless us, everyone." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I step cut. <laughs> I die. Please don't. A few moments later, running up from downstairs is the um, bartender armed with a sledgehammer. And he comes up and he's in a, a nightgown and cap. And he's like, what? What was... I, I, I heard... <laughs> I heard up above such a plan. Yeah, I'm gonna this shit right I sprung from my bed to see what was the matter. <laughs> These bitches came into my room with a clatter. <laughs> kind of just like. I'm just gonna turn the sound off. <laughs> How many of the red capped wood elves are left in this tavern? They, they all left hours ago. Apparently not. <laughs> I, <laughs> they, they rented out the place. They paid for it. They, they this I did not. I these two I, certainly paid for it. <laughs> um, I'm gonna toss the innkeeper a silver and be like, "Could you clean this up, Kaya? There's a there's a room next door if you'd like it." I feel like I need to report this to the guards, though. Somebody, That's, please report something. Someone, like then, somebody with some bandages or something. Well, I'll go over and... Do we have a first aid kit anywhere? I know I don't. Guess who has the first aid kit? Yeah. <laughs> do I have one? Um, do, you, do you have any bandages or dirty linens or... Uh, to clean, even? <laughs> I can clean it. It's fine. I don't care how dirty I can, they I can are. Some, some towels and something for the pain. Yeah, some water. Good. He runs off and comes back with some bar towels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, give me. Give me. Give me. Oh. Ow. So dramatic. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, and he comes back and gives you a key. He goes, this is for another room. I'm, I'm going to go get the guards. I'm like, Here, here's here's the real key. <laughs> I slowly disappear. <laughs> In a nothingness? Oh, I'm just not yellow anymore. <laughs> Creep back to my room. Good night. I'll leave Kyle. Can I stay in someone else's room? I'll sleep on the floor. <laughs> Please. Someone. Well, Kai, if you want, you can stay in the room I was staying in. There's just fair warning. There's a dent in the wall. There's a dent in the wall. <laughs> so, so there's the room, the next room I got, or you can have my bed, and I'll sleep on the floor. 
Yeah, you guys do have a, an extra key. To it. <laughs> I don't want to sleep in a room by myself. Then it didn't here, go so here. well last I, I lead her to my bed. Okay, I'm going to sleep now. Good night. You said there was a chair in the room, too? Mm-hmm. I'm going to sleep okay, on the chair. With visions of. <laughs> oh, no, you fucking of don't. Wood elves <laughs> dancing with scimitars in her head. And creepy old. Yes. Papa Santo. Uh, you all rest peacefully through the rest of the night. You can hear some commotion um, in the morning um, as guards are investigating what happened. But I think that's where we will pick up. Next time. I was hoping we'd go through <laughs> the interrogation of why we murdered some elves. In 2020, when we pick up next time. Yes. Into the new year. The new decade. The new decade. Uh, it's yeah. just another day, guys. And hopefully, yeah, well, Shiloh will most likely be back. Feeling oh, better? Oh, she's going to be so mad when she finds out we killed Santa. <laughs> she's going to be so mad when Santa almost killed her bestie. I miss her. Oh. Kaya or Santa? And why don't we have, actually, before we end, why don't we have, um, I would like Eret and Kaya roll religion checks. What? My dice have all hated. You know what? At that point, let's go with my brand new Lucky Duck dice. Not bad. Oh, nice. I don't know Religion? Mm-hmm. I can read. 19. 15. Eric, as during, while you were sleeping, you recall a little bit of arcane, or, um, a bit of something from a demonology study. (laughs) This is not where I expected to go. Papa Santo sort of like drifts off deeper into your mind and echoes back with another name, that of Vigris Morgan, the a who is worshipped as a demigod of false gifts, a very there's a small cult like following of. Vigris Morgan, Papa Santo, and they elicit the spirit known as Papa Santo to deceive and surprise those that scorn them in their merrymaking. So that's what you wake up with in your head, kind of like when you wake up singing a song. <laughs> Like where where this come happen. from? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I've had that. All the time. Yeah. What, yeah. Did, uh, what did your uh, HP end up being? Your max HP? My new max HP? Yeah. After, Nine. After a long rest, it, it repairs itself. Okay. You, you do yeah. wake up feeling. You can do that in D&D Beyond. Yes. Yeah. Set your new overall. I was going to fix it later. My, yeah. So, thank you all for joining us once again on another episode of this adventure you have been watching Duck Duck Dice a Party File Games production mm-hmm. uh, fresh, week- fresh weekly gaming content uh, goes up on our YouTube and Twitch uh, there's no Game Goose podcast tomorrow uh, oh. as there was a holiday break 
but we will see you all in the new year. Or we're next Monday. Next Monday. We will see you next Monday for Tabletop Turkey. Is, oh. is Neil going to be here for that? Hopefully. That'd be cool. So we will see you next Monday for Tabletop Turkey. Hopefully a cast-wide, all yes. of our productions, possibly, if we get lucky. Yes. So you can find uh, Party Foul Games on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, on behalf of the whole Party Foul Games crew, wishing you all a merry and safe holiday season as you celebrate with friends and family. Uh, may your travels be safe, and as we always say... In the game of life and all others, roll on.